0: WPHT, WPHTHD, WOGL, HD3. Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. 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 It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
1: Head away! live on this Thursday, October 26th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo Our associate producers Action-packed show this morning Dawn, good morning, how are you?
2: Hey, good morning, happy Thursday
1: Any spare tires uh, being changed? (laughs) Did you do your oil in the dark? (laughs) Gregory, how are you, buddy? Another day, another dollar Yep Another mass shooting Which we will talk about uh, a lot of really, really good discussion points this morning. A major victory for the GOP when it comes to the House Speaker. That'll be the theme of the big take.
3: Was it a victory, or did they just get tired and be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, whoever, you know what? whatever, whatever, <laughs> it's fine, we just need a speaker. I think it's pretty good.
1: I'd give it like an A-, minus, B+, plus if I was grading it. I think you should be relatively happy with it. Uh, also, Donald Trump gets defended by the ACLU. Oh
3: wow, look at them!
1: Joe Biden and the FBI, forty confidential sources claiming Joe's up to no good, and we're actually going to give credit to Phil Murphy. Is, is like is that is that allowed? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Apparently, it is. <laughs> as we are always fair on this show, and uh, also, if you've ever thought about spending the night. With Dr. Anthony Fauci. Not in a romantic yeah, whoa, kind whoa, whoa, of
3: way. Whoa, whoa, But in Evening with Tony. The show's taking a weird turn. Right? It is. Yeah,
1: praising so- Murphy and spending the night at Fauci's. Yeah. Very bizarre. But we will tell you what it will cost you to spend the night with Tony Fauci. That's right. A lot to get into this morning. And also, when it comes to college campuses, you can praise Hamas... But Riley Gaines, you stay the hell away, you understand? We will get to that story later this morning. But we have a lot to get to in the world of news. And who better than Dawn Stensland at 6.05 for round number one of it here on a Thursday morning.
2: Hey, and good morning. This Thursday morning, October 26, we are sponsored in and Company News Live. We are sponsored by United Tire. Yes, so we have so much happening this morning. I'll take you to Philadelphia where police are searching for answers after a suspect was shot and killed while trying to rob a convenience store in Philadelphia. This is according to police. So investigators say it all happened late last night on the 1300 block of South 58th Street. This is in the King Sessing neighborhood. So the man was armed during the incident, and according to a store employee, he had... He had uh, pointed his firearm at that employee. He says that the store employee shot the attempted robber multiple times. Authorities say there were several witnesses inside the store during this attempted robbery. The suspect pronounced dead a short time later, and we have no more information. It's under investigation. There's no word as to whether this store employee, who by all accounts says he was defending himself against an armed robber, went behind you know went behind the counter put a gun to his head he was defending himself
1: methinks the theme of the morning might be it's kind of nice to have the ability to have a firearm with you to protect yourself in this crazy day and age yes that's just my my, my gut feeling as we move along this morning Don
2: yeah it, there there is an a, a lot of police activity and this is making national news Thankfully, the next story, not in our physical region here, but certainly making the national news as this manhunt continues for a person of interest in Lewiston. This is in Maine, a mass shooting there, uh, killing at least 20 people. The suspect identified as 40-year-old Robert Card, identified as a person of interest, should be considered armed and dangerous, according to police. So it all started with a shooting at a bowling alley that was hosting a youth night for children for the Children's Bowling League, many of them with their moms or their parents. The second shooting scene, a local restaurant about four miles away from that bowling alley. So Card now on the run. We know that he at one point was a weapons instructor, they're saying, but he had spent time inside a mental health facility and so now that there was a, a shelter in place in Lewiston, as well as neighboring Lisbon, Maine, where police say they found a white Subaru believed to be owned by card. And the car was uh, seen with the door open and lights on hundreds of federal, state, local law enforcement. there are assisting in that active and what they call an urgent manhunt for this armed and dangerous and mentally ill man. Mm-hmm. So it's making they've re- they've released more surveillance images showing the gunman at one of the yeah, I think locations. We ha- I think we have
3: some of that video, Daniel. If you can put that up there on the yeah. YouTube, uh, the YouTube video of the uh, of the gunman.
2: Um, this is just...
3: the alleged gunman. Yeah. Uh, well, the, this is a picture the, of somebody we uh, don't know. The, so the person
2: of interest. Yeah. I, love, I love the, how the guy with the big rifle. Yeah, we yeah.
1: can't even say suspect anymore. It's now like we've we've kind yeah. of softened. it to person of interest. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Um, I got a lot to say on this. We could, we could probably do a good full segment after after the big take because it's just everybody's and it, there's really no debate,
4: especially
1: in this one because they come right out in the opening paragraph of the story that the guy has mental health issues and he was you know talking about doing this yes. and in the whole bit
2: and was and was in a mental health facility. Yes, has mm-hmm. been treated and that's you know what anybody who knows him says. Yep. Um, in Philadelphia, let's talk about Officer Mark Dial because. This We knew that this was all going to go down in Philadelphia yesterday. A judge reinstating all charges against the 27-year-old, including murder charges against former Philadelphia police officer Mark Dial. So it's a different judge this time. Common Police Court Judge Lillian Ransom ruling after a hearing that the facts of the case should be established at a trial. So uh, Dial, he saw him bowing his head after the judge issued her ruling from the bench and he was taken into custody without bail because this is a first-degree murder charge. So murder, manslaughter, official oppression, four other counts in that August 14th shooting death of another of a 27-year-old, both are 27, Eddie Irizarry. We've talked a lot about this. It was a traffic stop and uniformed officers trying to pull over this person led them on a bit of a low-speed chase. And the Mr. Irizarry was driving the wrong way down a one-way erratically And that ended, that traffic stop ended with the shooting death of Irizarry. Obviously, this caused, this whole case has caused so much controversy, as well as those riots and looting that happened in Philadelphia after the first time that Judge Pugh had agreed with defense attorney Brian McMonagle, saying no, that the prosecutors did not warrant the or support you supporting evidence for especially first-degree murder charges. So uh, defense attorney Brian McMonigle saying that he may seek to have the trial moved out of Philadelphia. I think that
1: would be a sound decision to make. Yeah. yeah.
2: And this is not the first time and we've, we've talked about other cases such as this. But McMonigle actually cited various comments, including by Mayor Jim Kenney and other public officials, as evidence that Dial might not be able to get a fair trial mm-hmm. in the city of Philadelphia. Yep. So that's one of the strategies as far as Krasner's office. They simply said, we'll be trying this case in a Philadelphia court, not in the media. And they just said that that's all they're saying about it, especially after McMonagle's comments. Yeah. As far as the family of Eddie Irizarry, it was an emotional day in the court. and We should say there are two families. You have Irizarry's family, and he was somebody who had been diagnosed, for example, with you know schizophrenia, serious mental health problems. There were tears and emotion on the fam on the Irizarry's family side, but as well for the family and fellow law enforcement officers of a 27 year old officer who's been on the force five years, charged with first degree murder. Mm-hmm. So that going down in a Philadelphia courtroom, um, and yes, of course, I know we'll talk about a lot of the national news, international news, Israel, Gaza, what's happening there. A delicate situation remains. The full force of the ground forces, Israeli forces, have not gone in yet. However, overnight, some of those tanks, and we've seen a a bit of that, but not certainly the full force as the Biden administration and others try to say to Israel to keep them from going in in the ground forces. We've talked about this now since the beginning of this. Those ground forces surrounding the area have been poised to go in. A very delicate situation as we have 220 hostages and many civilians inside there. So that situation looms. And then, of course, we'll talk about Donald J. Trump in court, fined by that judge. And that is a big topic for discussion, especially on social media. As far as the Wells Fargo Center, this is a story we have to talk about moving forward. Those hundreds of commemorative bricks right near the arena's entrance that everybody has seen before, fans speaking out, saying that since 2019, they've been paved over. These were 1,600 commemorative bricks around the arena. A lot of people paid for them. They paid tribute to families, to parents and grandparents, many of them who've passed on. Mm -hmm. And so demanding answers from the Wells Fargo Center. And
1: what was paved over? I mean, what what exactly did they do on top of this? They just... A slab of concrete, do we have any idea as to what (laughs) took the place of of the? things that people purchased?
2: It's just blank concrete that they said there were worn areas or they're doing, they're doing that huge, you know, renovation project. Yeah, yeah. But they said that the bricks, the removal of these bricks actually started during the pandemic, of of course, course. 2019. Right. And so the Wells Fargo Center had said, "Well, we're going to still uh, they have records of everybody who paid. This was a lot of money yes um, and so they said, we have records and we're we will do a special tribute, but a lot of people saying it's just not the same right And of they you know, and they certainly are hoping they don't they don't want a virtual exhibit like yeah. pictures of the brick.
1: Yeah, I don't like anything virtual to be honest. <laughs> I'm done with virtual <laughs>
2: we're done with it already. Well, we're not done with United Tire. We love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. The owners make customer satisfaction their top priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust United Tire. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Wow. Talk about a taste of summer. We're in the high 70s today, 76 degrees today. And we're up to 82 by your Saturday. Enjoy the summer-like feeling of bright, sunny skies. This is through Sunday. What a beautiful forecast. NBC 10 first alert forecast. And this is your first morning edition, Kaelin Company News Live.
1: All right, Don. thank you very much. 614, let's get to a Thursday Big Take. The Big Take
0: on Kaelin Company.
1: All right, the big take this morning, a major MAGA-W for the GOP. You know, it took more than three weeks for the House Republicans to find a new speaker, but that day has finally come. The GOP-controlled House finally listened to Don Stensland, and they figured it out, and they got it together. Mike Johnson is now the successor to Kevin McCarthy, and conservatives, as well as those who support the MAGA movement, should feel very good about the victory. I told you all along that my top two choices were Jim Jordan from Ohio and Byron Donalds from Florida, but this is a very good selection as Mike Johnson of Louisiana takes the gavel. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know as much about him as I do Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds, and other Republicans of Congress who make themselves far more available to the media, the TV cameras, the microphones, and social media, and that's just fine by me. I would say that this is somewhere between an A-minus and a B-plus higher, so to speak, and that's A-okay with me. He's not a rhino. He's not a never-Trumper. And from everything I have gathered, he is very much what the Trump base was hoping for. He is every bit what Matt Gates was demanding. Johnson was able to secure 220 votes on Wednesday on the House floor. Now, he only needed 215, and typically the threshold is 217. However, due to current absences The threshold fell to 215. This also shows you that the Republican Party is still Donald Trump's party. Trump strongly urged Republicans to vote for Johnson and to, quote, get it done fast. Trump would go on to say that Johnson is, quote, smart, popular, and sharp. He's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to be a fantastic speaker, end quote. Johnson has only been in politics since 2015, which actually is right around the same time that Donald Trump got into politics so he is hardly a creature of the swamp nor is he a career politician another reason for conservatives who have had enough of the establishment to take a victory lap here is your new speaker of the house on the challenge before him listen and watch
5: the challenge before us is great but the time for action is now and i will not let you down I want to say to the American people on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this house, in this great and essential institution. Very
1: well-spoken, seems to be very even-keeled. You also get the sense that he isn't going to be an attention-seeker, and he seems like a no-nonsense type of leader. But what are his core principles? What makes America what it once was? Here's Mike Johnson on his seven values. Listen and watch.
5: I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but let me concede to you all. I think it's really quintessentially the core principles of our nation. I boil them down to individual freedom, limited government the rule of law peace through strength fiscal responsibility free markets and human dignity those those are the foundations that made us the extraordinary nation that we are and you and I today are the stewards of those principles the things that have made us the freest most powerful most successful nation in the history of the world the things that have made us truly exceptional
1: Whether you are a conservative or just somebody that values common sense, I think Americans can get behind these concepts. Individual freedom, the right to choose or not choose a vaccine, limited government, no governmental agency shutting your business down because it was deemed not essential, the rule of law, not the selective application of law based on identity politics, peace through strength, ruling with an iron fist, just like Trump did, fiscal responsibility. Not spending like a drunken sailor or a delusionally irresponsible Biden. Free markets, especially the marketplace of ideas. Mike Johnson, well said. But if there's one specific thing that Johnson seems to be obsessed with and wants to get right, it's the southern border. Listen and watch this.
5: I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism. But let me concede to you all. I think it's really quintessentially the core. Pr-
1: I think we have the uh, that was the repeat of the second one. I think we have one more on the border.
3: Uh
5: Would we
1: not let get that?
3: See here, hang on.
1: Mm, no, no, okay. Um, so you know, with the border, and you could probably guess where he was going with that. He points out all the issues at our southern border and the threats that it has created for this country. So for those not watching on YouTube and some of these videos. Uh, Democrat Democrats not standing up, not clapping for this, so that's fine by me. And I'm sure that you know when we talk about the southern border, as Mike Johnson did talk about, you know it's going to enrage mayors like Eric Adams, who have a city on the verge of catastrophe. But look, the House-led GOP has been a mess since the day they won it back in the 2022 midterms, from McCarthy to Scalise to Emmer. But on the fourth try, they got it right and they have an adult in the room. His name is Mike Johnson. He's America First. He's an ally of the House Freedom Caucus. His mentor is Jim Jordan. He served as legal defense for Trump during both impeachment trials. He voted against all Ukraine's spending after the initial bill. He has an F rating from Republicans for Ukraine, which is a good thing, and it's a guy who called to arrest Nancy Pelosi after she tore up the state of the union. Seems pretty good in my book, and the House Speaker Search is officially in the books. Now, it's time to get to work, and that's The Big Take. The Big Take
0: on Kale and Company.
1: All right, Big Take. This morning, if you want to jump in, your thoughts and reaction to Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana, taking the gavel. You can certainly do so, as this charade finally comes to an end. 855-839-1210, the phone number. On Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, you can get us on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kalen Company comment community. We'll get thoughts and reactions to that, the tragic mass shooting that we just discussed in the news, and a lot of news with Trump and Biden as we continue this morning. It's Kalen Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
3: Jump into the NBA action with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. I love Fandle FanDuel app. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed tonight. <clears throat> Your Philadelphia 76ers at Milwaukee. Looks like the Bucks are favored minus six. Uh, yeah, give me the Bucks with a money line at minus 244 tonight. Plus, all customers get a three months of NBA League Pass, courtesy of FanDuel, when they place a $5 bet on the nba so place a five dollar bet on in tonight's game you have nothing to lose you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets back guaranteed plus three months of nba league pass all courtesy of fanduel sportsbook in partnership with valley forge casino go to fanduel.com slash greg fanduel.com greg sign up right now tip off the nba season right fanduel sportsbook is the official partner of twelve ten WPHD, and is the official partner of the nba 21 and over president of pa New customer offer: First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven in seven days. All customer offer: Five dollar NBA wager required. Limit one pass per customer across both. Both offers. Restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. See full terms for both offers at fandor.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. NBA League Pass. Local blackout restrictions apply. This is the
0: Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, and on the free Odyssey app.
1: Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We have so much to discuss this morning. This is going to be a loaded show again with so many good Talking points and pieces of content to delve into, and we'll get to this awful, horrific shooting in just a few moments here, but just want to give an opportunity for some thoughts and reaction to Mike Johnson from yesterday. You know, I, I thought for the most part, like you think about this, at least from my perspective, this guy was not at the top of my list, to be honest, other than hearing his name mentioned in passing in the past. Uh, if Mike Johnson walked into the studio during a break or we played a clip and nobody told me who it was, I, I really wouldn't know much about Mike Johnson other than the fact I've heard the name Mike Johnson with an R in front of his name from Louisiana. You know, I had Jim Jordan one. I had Byron Donalds two. But once you see it come out yesterday that this guy had emerged and then you start just looking at some some basic facts about him and how he has voted in the past and what his stances are on certain issues – I think, all in all, this was a, a pretty good hire. And I don't even know that Matt Gates truly had a plan other than just to get rid of and expel Kevin McCarthy from his existence. But at the end of the day, sometimes you can enter a situation without a big plan and still find a way to make yourself look relatively good and successful at the end of the day. And I think after 22, 23 days, Dawn, I think the GOP actually got it right. Like this is this is not a swamp creature. This is not a rhino. This is not a Kevin McCarthy 2.0. Um I and and he doesn't look like the the kind of guy that's going to pull out his phone and start streaming live on Instagram the moment like a Jamal Bowman uh pulls a fire alarm. Like he doesn't seem like somebody that is hellbent on growing his brand so to speak. He seems like a nuts and bolts conservative and I think this is what we really needed.
2: Yeah, if I'm Matt Gates, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quietly say, you know, that he's he's the guy I oh. really wanted the whole time. Thank God, we, got him. we <laughs> you know? found the guy. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's like Goldilocks, yeah, you know, just right. So, I, I you know, you look at all the headlines uh, in the liberal media, well, the so-called labor, uh, you know, mainstream media, CNN and others. Oh, election denier, right? And I thought, oh, here we go, right? But I think ultimately he's low key, and you probably need somebody. Who's who's like that? Mm -hmm. Who's not the big so-called star or the attention getter? Yeah, because you want him to get things done.
1: He seems like a guy that can maybe soften the edges and smooth things over a little bit between the different factions within the GOP, so to speak. And, you know, I love the fact that you brought up how the the main, or I should say the lame stream media, <laughs> is talking about, oh, he's one of these election deniers. Like, do we really need to roll the 20-minute montage of every election that Democrats have denied did not turn out the way they have turned out? So, you know, we can play those lame games as well, um, because we do have the receipts, and we have played those for you in the past. So, But I also think it shows you just still the the kind of sway and, and the and the swag and the cachet that Trump has w- and the hold he has over the party because he said, look, this guy's going to be a fantastic speaker. Now go get it done and get it done Sh- fast.
3: So why didn't it work
1: with Jim Jordan then? I think Jim Jordan, like I've said in the past, is,
3: I like Too him. Too
2: fiery, maybe? But he's got no, that no, no, sports. No, no,
3: no I'm, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about people not liking Jim oh. Jordan. I'm talking about why did the Trump endorsement of Jim Jordan not help him if it helped this guy.
1: Ohio State hanging over his head? I know people nah. have kind of dis I mean
2: nah. that's was is kind more of- a personality thing. You think so? I do. Well I
1: do yeah. I think he's got that, you know, that fiery athletic background where he butts heads with people. He's like the old school football coach, so to speak, that maybe doesn't resonate with the young modern athlete. He doesn't know how to take his foot off the gas and coddle and finesse people. Jim Jordan just seems like a bull in a china shop. This guy is I I, I almost want to say I don't want to say it in a bad light. He is kind of low energy, but I kind of feel like he's just got a real, like, laid-back, chilled demeanor to him.
2: I think to your point, Nick, he's, and I had looked back, and you know, in his Twitter account, and he had, back on, what was it, Saturday when he entered it, mm-hmm. he had not, he had said that he had not aspired to this, he didn't talk to people about it, they approached him, mm-hmm. he prayed about it, and he was stepping forward now. Yeah. I think that's, that's the, a great kind of energy, a confident kind of low key energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your point about energy. Right. That you have all these egos and all these personalities. And my goodness, we've seen a little bit too much of some of them mm-hmm. <laughs> over the past few weeks. Yes. So you need somebody who, who can be respected as somebody who's a, a legal guy. That's what, you know, you were talking about with that. He's known as knowing his stuff. He's very much into the law. He's a policy wonk. Mm, yep. And I think that's good that's in essence I mean in many ways, even though Newt Gingrich, I talk about him as a house speaker one of one of the famous you know house speakers of of, of the Republican era, I think Newt Gingrich was a policy wonk, if you will mm-hmm. he's he's was known to talk about the law to go down into the policy and conservative values and conservative beliefs as yep. far as the Constitution. I think that's what you have in this. You know, Mike Johnson. So. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I just, like. I like it.
2: I'm glad. I'm glad, glad. it's over. I know.
1: <laughs> now go do something. Go investigate somebody. You know, put somebody Talk on amongst the stand. Yourselves. Yeah, and get get to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. My goodness. <laughs> 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in. So, obviously, the big story going around the country today, probably internationally as well, is the manhunt that is underway after a deadly mass shooting in Maine last night where residents have been told to shelter in place. Uh, Dawn had mentioned at least 22 people killed. Up to about 60 individuals have been injured uh, after this individual rolls into a bowling alley and a bar, a second location, opens fire with an AR-15-style rifle last night. Uh, The suspect is listed as Robert Card, a 40-year-old U.S. Army Reserve firearms instructor who was uh, sectioned this summer for two weeks with mental health issues. Um, And look, to me, right there it is. You you can stop right there with the, uh, is it mental health versus gun control? Well, I see AR-15. Why do we got to have AR-15s? He has mental health issues. And by the way, if you have an AR-15 and you have no mental health issues, this does not happen. And I feel like when every time we have a mass shooting, it's mental health versus gun control, Second Amendment rights. You're going to have somebody that doesn't know what AR stands for. It's not assault rifle. It's Armalite. Joe Biden's going to come out and speak eventually, and he's going to talk about how they banned assault weapons in the past and he'll whisper, and he'll say, I'm going to do it again. And we're basically going to look at two different things. One, okay, what is this person's political or social ideologies? Well, if he's a Trump supporter or a MAGA Republican, you'll know about it in nine seconds. And if it's somebody from the trans community, we'll never hear about their motive. And we're going to be told, oh, this is happening way too frequently. We have debunked that on this show, especially in the school Setting When there's shootings, they're not happening more frequently than they did in Columbine in 1996. But look at the common theme here, guys. Uvalde, El Paso, Parkland, Lewiston last night, the Nashville shooter, the Fort Hood shooter, Sandy Hook, Virginia Tech. All of these individuals, mentally ill people, I believe. And I know we all go to our corners and. Uh, we 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 fight vehemently about why this is happening and how to stop it. I mean, this person was documented and it was chronicled and noted that he had mental health issues and he was in a facility and he was let out and he goes and does what he does and what he did last night. In my opinion, now more than ever, Second Amendment rights matter. I mean, we just gave you the story a month ago with the new uh, the New Mexico governor. That tried to, because of the rise in violent crime, she tried to give a 30-day temporary ban to law law-abiding, law-abiding citizens that have legally purchased a firearm. She tried to prevent you from keeping and having your firearm on you whenever you want to carry it with you. like and now imagine if that would have played out last night. In New Mexico in this ban that this this governor this Democrat governor in New Mexico tried to impose seems to me like it would have been a great a great time to be you know a proud Second Amendment supporter because if you're with your your family at a bowling alley and this whack job comes in with it with an AR-15 with I believe a scope on it wouldn't it be nice to have a, a handgun in, in your in your in your holster on your hip to protect yourself your family And everybody else and the sick part of this and i know we'll get these details eventually dawn but they're not releasing the names of the victims but you did say that there was this was a school or kid function where
2: plenty of little kids yeah the bowling
1: i don't even want to think about like you know (laughs) 15 of the 22 or toddlers or or eight-year-olds or 12-year-olds that's going to be just a a gut-wrenching uh piece of information if in fact that gets released
2: yeah it's it's just so sad and Here's what I would say. I know that a lot of the media reporting that Maine does not, you know, they're talking about they're in the nation that they are a pro Second Amendment state, that they don't, you know, have um, strict laws on permits for firearms, this and that. The truth with this situation, in my humble opinion, is that when somebody suffers mental health issues, and I believe he had. He was a gun instructor. I thought that he had some level of military background or training. Yep. And I would just say this.
1: He was an army reserve.
2: So I would say this. When you have somebody who is suffering with mental health problems, whether they're military, whether they're not, if they're a firearm owner and a legal firearm owner and you know that, why not have something in place whereby you can even ask them to voluntarily turnover you know mm-hmm. even even to maybe your gun stop or yeah. some, your gun shop or someplace where you would tr- just to lock that up mm-hmm. because in truth when when we hear about these the numbers of of the tragic gun deaths in our country at least half are self-harm yeah so this guy to me was either going to do it to himself or to somebody else. This in is this the, case. Yep, you know, it's a mass shooting. The
1: deadliest attack of the. Five, we've now had five hundred and sixty-five mass shootings in the United States this year. Um, and again, there's. I think I. I want to say, is it three or more? Is what qualifies uh, as a mass shooting as far as victims go? I, I know there's a number or a threshold that um, the the federal authorities have officially labeled what constitutes, so to speak a mass shooting, um, and I, I don't know that they're all typically the way you expect them to be labeled as mass mm-hmm. shootings, right? Like, you, you figure a certain setting, but I think it's, I want to say it's three or four. I'd have to dig it up on on some government site. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah,
2: and that's debated, whether it's, you know, whether it, it's three or five or six. You think about all the shootings that happen in Philadelphia, but they're not necessarily mass shootings because they're not necessarily by one suspect. Right. I mean, in this one... With a death toll, like you said, as I mean, we have 20 confirmed dead, but the death toll could be as high as 22, as you said, and dozens of others injured. So I I think nobody's deb- you know debating if it's a mass shooting. I simply wish that people would and, and everybody squirms when we bring up the mental health issue.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And and that that's the issue with all of these to figure out a mechanism in place by which if somebody is a gun owner, um, that they can have a situation where they where they remove that gun from their presence Mm -hmm. such that they can't hurt themselves or anybody else. And nobody wants to talk about this. That's the solution to a lot of these cases, which, by the way, many of them, many others are domestic Mm -hmm. related. If you've got domestic disputes going on, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe a firearm is not such a good idea.
3: Dr. Frosty Brew on the YouTube chat says you shouldn't have to go bowling with your kids strapped with a piece.
1: You're right. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to but it feels like now more than ever with people and i'm not even implying and i don't know that i don't think that the mass shootings are significantly up but i do think mental health is significantly up and we can't pick and choose again it's a lot like with the left where where they have a selective application of science we can't selectively decide when there's mental health issues or not Right? Like we, we sit here in this day and age, feelings matter more than ever, right? We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want anybody in their feelings. So there's that, that group of society talks about feelings all the time. Yet when you sit there and you try to point out mental health for somebody on TikTok having a trans breakdown, oh, it's not mental health. I'm just really in the wrong body. No, you're not. It's a mental health breakdown. Just like with this shooting. This is not a gun issue. This is not a why do you need that type of weapon issue. This is a there's something in your brain. There's some sort of wiring that is gone haywire, so to speak, that arrived, made you arrive at the point that you felt you reached a point in your life where you're going to go into a bowling alley like it's call of duty and murder hundreds, uh, almost two dozen American citizens.
3: So, what's the? Let me ask you guys this. So, what's the solution then for this? Because it does seem to look. We've you know we've debunked that this is uh you know your kids are going to school is the most dangerous time. It's right. just that's all complete and yes. utter BS. Yes, and it's the media that sensationalizes uh, these these things to a degree where where they're like, well, kids are afraid. Uh, they want they want bulletproof. Backpacks and stuff like that. Yeah, who makes them afraid? Right. Their parents right. and the media. That's correct. That's who makes them afraid because it, it's it's never been a safer time to go to school these days. But with with all that being said, what is the solution here? Because the, nobody's budging on you know mm-hmm. the Second Amendment thing, and then and then you have the the um, the 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 mental health issue. So how do you how do you Take, How do you deal take, with this take, with, take, with yeah. those two issues?
1: Take every red flag that's out there that is an indicator that is screaming well, mental
3: health and get these people well, the help they need. Apparently, I mean, Greg- this guy has been on the police's radar in this area for a long time, according to reports that I saw very early this morning. Correct?
2: Yeah. So, you know, you know that he's a certified firearms instructor. You know, he's a, nat- you know, he is U.S. Army Reserve. You know that he, he had, um, recently, according to authorities, they had a record of him making threats to carry out a shooting at a National Guard facility in another part of Maine. Mm-hmm. You've got the mental issues, you've got a guy who was was treated for mental health in a facility and as well saying that he was hearing voices. Yeah, hearing voices and threatened to shoot up the
1: base that he was um, deployed to, or right. whatever the word would be. So,
2: it, how much more do you need to say? You know what? Maybe we we just ought to maybe we we just had a ought to have some kind of a mechanism in pay in yeah. place to take any access even access to firearms away from this individual.
3: So 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 this so, was a law enforcement failure then. I think well, that, no this, see, I I hate saying it's a failure
1: because I think at the end of the day well, when,
3: I, I mean no, no, it's I, a failure somewhere because there's a ton no,
2: of people dead. There's a failure Greg. I am I'm, I'm hesitating because I don't know who the, so we know that at the National Guard facility they're saying that on record he had made threats to carry out a shooting. Was that reported to law enforcement? That's my question. So when you're saying it's a law enforcement failure also, I don't know what the laws are. Right. In other words, you could have had law enforcement uh, that went and wanted to take the firearm away, right? And so this is why policy matters. This is why laws matter. And quite frankly, Republicans have more credibility on this issue. If you had Democrats coming in saying, oh, mental health, we want to take... I mean, look at what's happening right mm-hmm. now. There were arguments heard in New Jersey yesterday, right? right. So, so this is a conversation. But... Second Amendment people, supporters like me, Republicans, right, like us, mm-hmm. when we have this conversation, it comes from a place of credibility to say, on one hand, we want to make sure that this is a free country, that the Second Amendment, there's a reason it's the Second Amendment, yeah. right? right? Right right, there after free speech and freedom right. of religion, etc. So it's important to preserve the Second Amendment, but... At the same point, you want to protect people even from themselves.
1: Should, should you lock the guy up for the rest of his life in a mental facility? No. Should you take away his gun forever? You can argue that and try to, you know, paint the picture of, well, this is how it would go down and the way you would do it. But the reality is, he is a living, breathing, walking human being, and if he wants to get his hands on a gun and he's hell-bent on acquiring a firearm, whether legally or illegally, he's probably going to end up in possession of that gun. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, you can only do so much for so many people, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you really want to pull off a tragedy like this, you're going to do it. So we can sit here and, like, at the end of the day, you just, you can't prevent all this stuff from happening.
3: I don't. I don't disagree with you. I'm literally just playing devil's Yo, yeah, advocate yeah. because it's it's way more interesting in my opinion. No, it um is. <laughs> the uh so so we've just we're just going to kind of our solution is like hey, you know what this happens in a free society. We we have the freedom to do this. So th- these things, you know, they are rare um even though the media makes them out not to be. So right, right. we're just kind of saying, hey, you know what this is this is kind of a this is kind of uh, just just doing business, right? right? Like this is this is I the price think of doing to, business. You have to exhaust every
1: possible avenue uh, when it comes to getting these people the help that yeah. they need. And you know, like I say, with with prison and stuff, I I think incarceration is far more um, uh, effective than rehabilitation when it comes to committing crimes. But from a mental rehabilitation standpoint, these people. I mean, if you're hearing, I mean, like. He's hearing voices in his head.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. He's obviously he's, he's obviously deranged. he's obviously deranged. Right. So that's that's where I like. Where was the breakdown? Was the breakdown if this guy if if the reports that I read this morning were true, and this guy has been known in the in this area and the police area, the police knew him. Why why was nothing done? Yeah. Or or maybe couldn't have been done.
1: Well, I, I I will say it is frustrating, though, when you do, and you know how I'm, I'm very much pro-police and law enforcement, but it's frustrating when we find out after the fact that Law enforcement had so and so on their radar. Like, what what do you mean on their radar? Like, if if this guy is deemed to, I mean, there needs to be follow ups. I mean, wellness checks, family, family matters here as well. You know, if you know your uncle, your cousin, your brother, your husband has men. Like, obviously, staying up to date with these people and checking in on them and just kind of gauging the temperatures of the water so to speak so that maybe you can be the one who prevents this
4: from if happening
2: you, if somebody is is see this all goes back to that i believe it in part it goes back to the famous supreme court ruling back during the reagan era era where even if you have if you had mentally ill people let's say who were um, out on the streets mm-hmm. And so they were in facilities and they were provided for and treated, but they weren't allowed to roam around on the streets and turn into a homeless individual and get help. In this case, nowadays, and this is a huge issue. Because I have a girlfriend who, um, it's a long story, but her loved one um, was in a facility then because it's all voluntary. They can't keep you there and the family wanted to keep him there and said this guy's suicidal he has a firearm this was actually in california ultimately he ended up taking his own life yep so this is an issue not just in you know pro second amendment states i mean this is across the country and so we have to revisit we have to revisit that 80s law we have to think about the homelessness we have to think about situate they knew this guy was dangerous they knew he had firearms they knew he was a re- they in my mind everything i read tells me that and what I believe also is that after HIPAA laws, mm-hmm. and we've heard this before, uh, the psychiatrist working with him at the mental health facility where he was treated for two weeks, right. that person didn't know that he's a danger and he's hearing voices and he's going to go back out now because you can't keep him there mm-hmm. and you know he has firearms. Yep. I, I mean, c- come on. So we, I think part of this is people who are saying we did everything we could under the law, and that's why these policies matter I understand that these are complicated And and deep policy issues But we have to go there Because you know what, post-pandemic mm-hmm. The mental health crisis is through the roof
1: Yes its eight three nine twelve ten. From the Second Amendment to the First Amendment When it comes to the President Or I should say the past President The former President, Donald J. Trump We'll wrap up our number one with that story On the other side of Kale & Company Stay right there
0: it's Kale and Company, on demand, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.
2: October, it means all the action, entertainment, excitement, Pennsylvania's number one casino experience, Parks Casino, P-A-R-X. The hottest entertainment is going to keep you coming back for more. 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast, and of course... My friend, Joe Conklin's Comedy Night with New York's Best, Club Comedians, every other Thursday night, and the local, uh, just the best bands every weekend, only at 360 Lounge. So much fun. Hey, don't miss these top headliners. Coming soon to the Site Center at Parks. Nicole Byer from Netflix nailed it. Thursday, November 9th, Chris Isaac. Friday, November 10th, Howie Mandel. Friday, November 17th, Aaron Lewis. Thursday, November 30th, Michael Carbonaro. Friday, December 15th, Parks, the ultimate destination for all the action, excitement, entertainment, free parking, valet parking, and EV charging stations for everybody. For all things Parks Casino, just visit parkscasino.com, Parks Casino and Sportsbook this is how you win. Must be twenty one. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER.
1: Live here on a Thursday morning. new house the and it's made Right here on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. We got a lot of get, a lot of good stuff today. This is going to be just a great show. Uh, we got to talk about what Phil Murphy said when it comes to Halloween in a school district in New Jersey. Very interesting story, and also. Timing and motive, timing and motive. What, what are we talking about? Well, the timing of the FBI coming out and saying that they have 40 confidential sources that have concrete um, evidence, so to speak, about Joe Biden. And oh, by the way, the timing of it. Hmm. We saw Gavin Newsom. He's riding around in an electric vehicle, shaking hands, doing photo ops in China with President Xi Xi. Uh, what's that all about? We'll get to those stories as we continue this morning. Uh, but yesterday, as Donald Trump was uh, in court for his uh, fraud case in New York, uh, he left the courtroom, so to speak, in a huff after Cohen contradicts testimony in his New York fraud trial, shortly thereafter, uh, the, the, the Donald was fined $10,000 with the judge citing statements that Trump made to the media before the trial began that day. Um, I think this is once again, uh, another attempt to silence him with the media, uh, and also, Ten thousand dollars. I mean, I know Trump's legal fees are pretty high, but at this point, I'm not sure that ten thousand dollars means a whole heck of a lot to Donald Trump. But I am surprised by this headline uh, from CNBC. Trump election case gag order violates. The Constitution. And that's not coming from Nick Cale or Don Stenzel. And that's coming from the ACLU. The American Civil Liberties Union is arguing that the gag order on former President Donald Trump in his federal election interference case violates the U.S. Constitution. The ACLU, a frequent and vocal critic of Donald Trump, by the way, said the restrictions placed on his speech run afoul of the First Amendment. Uh, so you have Anthony Romero, who is the executive director, and he released this statement to the media yesterday. Uh, but if we allow his free speech rights to be abridged, we know that other unpopular voices, even ones we agree with, will also be silenced quote as much as we disagreed with donald trump's policies everyone is entitled the same first amendment protection against gag orders that are too broad and too vague in their 18 page court filing they go on to say that any restraint on trump's speech must be quote precisely defined and narrowly tailored and they are arguing that the judge tanya Chutkin, fails to prove that with the latest tests that they use on whether it's too too vague, so forth and so on. For example, Chuckin's prohibition on making public statements that, quote, target certain individuals is, quote, unconstitutionally vague. I got to tell you, I mean, I think a lot of Americans are seeing what's going on here with the silencing of Trump. And when the ACLU tells you they don't like the guy, but gosh darn it, his rights are being violated, I think that really stands out. Now I don't know how many people will see this story, who will pay attention to it, who will react to it. But it's 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 pretty clear as day what's going on here. Whether it's Judge Tanya Chuckin or um, what did you call him, uh, Judge uh, Don? <laughs> a- 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 an- Go-
2: yeah, and well, it's Angoron rhymes with moron. A- Angomoron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, and, and if you look at a lot of these cases, especially the ones that are still to happen. You're going to see, I think, a lot of the copycat stuff here. You're going to see gag orders. You're going to see all these claims that he can't say this or he can't go after that person or he can't go to truth and do this. Um, so I think it's a very, a very big thing in, in the Trump camp if you've got an organization that has already publicly said, yeah, we kind of despise you, dude. We don't like your policies. But that being said, you are afforded the rights that everybody else is, and that right is being violated.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm glad that the ACLU came out and said that because it's a no brainer. And that's why we've we've said for a long time, this case in particular, um, you know, everything will get thrown out, I think, one way or the other. But I think that it's important to note the point that Trump, um, you know, left that courtroom and, and why he was upset. It was it was actually, I think, Michael Cohen, his former personal lawyer, um, was still on the stand had said under cross exam he didn't recall. He was asked if Trump directly asked him to inflate any prices. And he said he didn't recall. Trump's attorneys at that point say, Your Honor, you know, we want to verge right now. You're your star witness. Mm-hmm. You know, your star witness is saying he doesn't recall. Right. You know, and so the judge denies that. Mm-hmm. That's the point where Trump just thought, that okay, did, yeah. that that's he didn't leave. It's the way that it's being reported in the headlines, you would infer that he left after the the ten thousand dollar fine. It's it's my understanding that he actually got up while Cohen was still on the stand. Oh, and where so that the fine thing had already happened, but it's when yeah. his lawyers said, "We want a verdict right now." Your star witness yep, yep. Um, has contradicted himself. He's he's lied on the stand, but he just said mm-hmm. that no. He, he Trump never directly told him to do that. So so that you know what I'm saying that's at the point where he stood up and walked out. Okay. Which he's you know he's allowed to do. What if you had I don't know an emergency bathroom break? Right. There's the, there, there's no tr- <laughs> in other words walking out you you could do. Yeah. But uh, to my understanding that's the point that he walked out. Right. Okay. Because it's like think about that. You you know the, the judge is is finding whether we can debate um to me Nick he, oh sorry Greg's wrapping me up. Yep. We gotta okay.
1: go. All right. <laughs> he looks like an orchestra conductor.
2: 1210,
1: the phone number. <laughs> we'll come back, kick off hour two with the news with Dawn, and then get to the FBI Joe Biden story as well as Phil Murphy, Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.
0: Start your day with Kalen Company, weekday morning, six till ten, on Talk Radio twelve ten, WPHD and the free Odyssey app.
1: Thursday morning, talk radio twelve ten WPHD. Nick Dawn and Greg. Get us on the free Odyssey app, watch us live on YouTube, 855-839-1210, the number. What's on the cut sheet? Uh, That's coming up 745 this morning. I'm actually going to give Phil Murphy a little credit for using some common sense when it comes to our favorite October holiday. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. And also the amount of information, criminal credible information that the FBI has received with Joe Biden from over 40 confidential sources. Why is that coming out just now? I have a thought. We'll get to that theory coming up in just a little bit. But before all of that, it's a busy day in the news, and we have a lot of it. Seven o three, hour number two, round number two, the great Dawn Stensland.
2: And good morning on this Thursday morning, October 26th. We are sponsored this morning by Wawa. In the news, uh, we've talked a lot this morning about the case in Philadelphia where a, where a store worker, says to police that he was defending himself against an armed robber who pointed a gun at him, saying the suspect, yes, he shot and killed the suspect, but that it happened while the suspect was trying to rob the convenience store in Philadelphia. So investigators saying that it happened late last night, 1300 block of South 58th Street. This is the King Sessing neighborhood in Philadelphia. The man was armed. During the incident, the store employee says it was a case of self-defense when he shot the attempted robber multiple times. As he says, that individual pointed the gun at him. There were several witnesses in the store during the incident. As police say, they've interviewed the witnesses. The suspect pronounced dead a short time after the shooting. And this is still under investigation this morning. So whether or not the employee would face any kind of um, issues or charges that kind of thing we, we don't have any of that information as they continue to investigate
1: i'll say this if i was a, a person that owned a convenience store or a little corner deli or anything like that and i was the one operating you know the you know the point of sale area and the transaction area you know the old cash register i, I would legitimately have a gun right below the cash register because of stories just like this like Especially nowadays with the, mm-hmm. the police, you know, everybody knows that, you know, they're going to yeah. go go light on you, so to speak, when it comes to looting or rioting or robbery. Yes. You, you come into my store, just know I've got a gun, pal. So,
2: yeah, that's well, the way I would operate. Well said. I mean, and it, we've talked a lot about this manhunt in Maine, but there are many communities, many of them smaller communities, uh, but there are communities up and down Maine that are under lockdown as this manhunt, and they're calling it an urgent manhunt, it is ongoing this morning for um, a guy in uh, that started all with in Lewiston, Maine, uh, with a mass shooting. We're hearing all of these different numbers. You just heard our sister station reporting sixteen confirmed killed. There was uh, there are other reports where they're saying at least twenty killed and as many as twenty two. Part of the issue here, the tragic story of this, is that as they search for forty year old Robert Card, this identified person of interest should be considered armed and dangerous. There are many more, at least 60 people that are injured, some of them critically injured, and that's the tragic piece of this, Nick, that I think part of this is that, people are were rushed to the hospital perhaps in critical condition and now they're they're not able to save all of these individuals you think about hospitals mm-hmm. and the and those emergency personnel doctors nurses trying to save a lot of these are we're told these were one of them the bowling night was with kids and mommies and grandparents yeah Oh,
1: I'm reading one of the the quotes from a guy named Brandon who was in the bowling alley. He was putting his bowling shoes on, so he was still barefoot at the time when the first pop went off that he heard. He said he heard ten different round, you know, bullets being fired, and he basically ran and dove in behind a you know the ball return area mm-hmm. where you line up all the different bowling balls of different colors yeah. and weights. I mean, I, I can't imagine the amount of terror that these people were going through. In what probably feels like an eternity, even though it looks like it happened at 6.56 and police were called at 7.15. So in 19 minutes, uh, the authorities were there, but that's got to feel like an eternity.
2: Yeah. Like, there was another story of a, of a mom who just put her, as a human shield, put her body over her daughter. Yep. And they've sort of played dead, but mom, you know, as a shield lang. As if she's, you know, playing playing dead over her child right. survived. She was interviewed. Oh my goodness! But then the hospitals uh, being packed with all of these, you know, victims, and certainly it's not like Philadelphia here, where if you think about it, our local hospitals, such as Temple, yeah. our doctors here. It's as if it's a, a war zone. They yeah. know how to treat gunshot mm-hmm. victims. Are probably among the best in the world, quite frankly. Yeah, we're very much a hospital city, too. Yes. By the way. Yeah. So so true. But in this area, in this rural, you know, these rural areas, many of them, right. do they even can they even handle this influx of victims fighting for their lives? I, oh my goodness! It's it's just it's a it's such an emotional story for so many. Uh, there are a lot of prayers and prayer vigils. But this, as they continue to keep communities on lockdown, they still don't have the guy.
4: Yep.
2: Uh, so that's, that's the update on that. A judge, as expected, in Philadelphia reinstating all charges, including murder charges, against former Philadelphia police officer Mark Dial. This is Common Pleas Court Judge Lillian Ransom ruling after this hearing that the facts of the case should be established at a trial. So, officer, former officer Dial bowing his head, um, you know, his family there with him and his police law enforcement family supporting him. But he was, uh, after the ruling, he was immediately taken into custody without bail. And so now he will face trial. So, this was all resulting from the charges of a shooting death of 27 year old Eddie Irizarry during a traffic stop. He is, his defense attorneys have argued that the officer. Uh, feared for his life because he believed and had reason to believe that Mr. Irizarry had a gun. And a municipal judge earlier, we told you, had dismissed the case last month for a lack of evidence as far as backing up those first-degree murder charges. And the defense attorney Brian McMonagle saying that yes, he will. He, he's considering seeking to have this trial moved out of Philadelphia, saying that even Mayor Jim Kenney and other uh, top officials made comments. So that Dial may not even be able to get a fair trial in the city of Philadelphia. So we'll watch for those change of venue proceedings. But right now he is behind bars. Yesterday I had interviewed John Mcnasby, president of FOP Lodge Five, who said that the union standing behind their this officer as well as many other officers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we have all of that going on. I'll take you to the Donald Trump story the the punchline story I will say of Michael Cohen after Donald J Trump stormed out of that courtroom courtroom as is being reported when his attorneys his de- defense attorneys had said to the judge they moved for an immediate verdict as the main key witness Michael Cohen had essentially contradicted himself and admitted essentially that he lied in court or lied on the stand or two investigators. And so the judge and Guron said absolutely not. And then Michael Cohen upon cross exam had said, Well, even though Trump never directly told me to do these things, he actually spoke like a mob boss. <laughs> a mob boss. A mob boss. Yeah, like he spoke like Vinny. Yeah. Like uh, get get the thing. You know yeah, the yeah. thing about the thing. Get yeah, the, the thing, thing done. Yeah. So that what was... you to call it. One of the punchlines that's uh, being widely reported this morning. So much to talk about, as well as Taco Tuesday, a Taco Tuesday ruling in New Jersey after a month-long battle with a Jersey Shore bar and restaurant over the trademark for Taco Tuesday. Fast food giant Taco Bell has said publicly the trademark to the name has been relinquished.
1: Oh, okay
2: taco tuesday it's for everybody you it's can, for everybody so we could have a right kale and company taco tuesday right and by the way tacos are good on thursday as well <laughs> tacos are good every day in my world that's true yes fish tacos what's your favorite time
1: um i like a good shrimp taco <laughs> yeah a little shrimp taco Yum. with a little, a little pico de gallo on Ooh,
2: it a little lime Yeah. a little, a little, little... squeeze
1: of the lime <laughs> yep
2: You're making me hungry. I know. I don't know. Does does, Wawa's our sponsor? Wawa, do they have tacos? Well, they got pizza. They might as well get the tacos. I know, right? Their pizza's delicious. Wawa has pizza freshly made, tastes great, and you can get it late. Right now, there's a $0 delivery fee when you order Wawa pizza at Wawa.com or on the Wawa app. Gotta have a Wawa. And this is the, oh, the NBC10 First Alert forecast. Gotta mention it because it's a gorgeous thing. 78 degrees today. And as we move through the weekend, we are in record warm weather, bright sunny skies through Sunday. Saturday, the real highlight here, 82 beautiful degrees. Could somebody please play with Nick Kale and give him a tea time already? I know.
1: Nobody wants to go golfing with me, Dawn. Aww. Everybody's got a life. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I can't carve out five hours of my day. <laughs> it's torture sometimes trying to get grown men to commit to golf. It's like, you know, I, they act like I'm asking them to go on a trip to the moon with me. Well, let me. I got, there's a lot I got to figure out. Like, what, what do you mean? What do you got to, What do you
2: have to figure out? Can you yeah. play or you can't play? Come out and play. exactly. That's Kalen Company News Live.
1: It'll be a beautiful day for baseball on, on Saturday. Of course, the Phillies won't be playing in it, but know, nonetheless, it'll sure. still be a beautiful day. All right. Um, for the first time, um, I'm starting to think it's possible that Joe Biden will not be the nominee. Greg Stocker has been on record saying that he could absolutely see neither Trump or Biden, two completely different uh, combatants, so to speak, in the 2024 election. And for the first time, I'm starting to think it's possible that Joe doesn't get there. I'm not going to sit there and say it's absolutely a lock because there's two things here. First of all, we know the history of Democrats. They will drag you and your carcass to the finish line if it means a victory. We've seen it with Dianne Feinstein. We've seen it with John Fetterman. As long as you are clinically and legally alive... That's all they care about. So that's why I can't go overboard here. And also, yesterday we gave you the story about Joe's low polling numbers and how he is now spending an additional $25 million in new campaign ads. If you're not going to make it to the 2024 election and you know that, you probably aren't dropping $25 million worth of political ads. But that being said, think about what's playing out here and what is happening. We just saw last week... There's a two hundred thousand dollar check that we discussed yesterday in the big take linking Joe Biden directly with Ukraine and with other family members. That's the first piece of evidence. The second piece we find out five months after Joe leaves the White House as the vice president, he puts two point seven five million dollars in cash down for his home you have that come on that's what that's what any of us would do i have 2.4 million (laughs) not as wealthy as joe but i'm in the ballpark right
2: Well, two point four and uh one million of it, I'm sure, is in gold bars that That's are in right. pockets of suits in your closet,
1: yes, and the other million is uh, <laughs> empty bourbon bottles uh downstairs in the basement <laughs> um so you've got the cash for the, 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 the it wasn't even a down payment this uh, he My bought goodness. the home in basically three million dollars cash, which is pretty remarkable when wow. you i don't know he was making one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, and his wife's a you know a professor at a community college you know look, look, you put those two together, of course you got three million in cash, who doesn't right? But now we have the FBI receiving criminal information from over 40 confidential sources on Joe Hunter and James Biden. That, according to Senator Chuck Grassley, uh, who has said the following, the confidential human sources, quote, provided criminal information to the FBI relating to Joe Biden, James Biden and Hunter Biden. Those confidential human sources were managed by multiple FBI field offices across the nation, including the FBI's Seattle field office. But Grassley learned that an FBI task force within the Washington field office sought to, and in some cases, successfully shut down the reporting and information from those sources by falsely discrediting the information as foreign disinformation. That effort, quote, caused investigative activity to cease. So this was this, you know, massive alleged cover-up to prevent this from getting out there. But it's getting out there now. Why is it getting out there? Poll numbers are terrible. He can't complete a sentence. He can't walk off a stage. He can't go up steps. He can't go down steps. And you start to see Gavin Newsom. Like we talked about yesterday, and I think Stocker or Don one of you made a great point of, when's the last time you saw a governor fly to China to you know, hang out with Xi? That doesn't happen. So that's very... You know, there's clearly the presidential aspirations of Gavin Newsom are out there, and this was like another opportunity. And I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I don't know if there's somebody in the DNC that arranged this with Gavin Newsom. But you start to stock everything up and stack things, and you're like, okay, two hundred thousand here, that story, seven five million in cash here info got 40 credible info infor- informative uh sources with confidential information about the whole family is this kind of the little building block step by step to get Joe out of the way by the time 2024 rolls around if I had gun to my head right now if I had to make a bet I still say Joe's the nominee but I'm starting it's starting to enter my mind that this is a coordinated plan because we know the Democrats as bad as their policies are, they're not stupid. They're calculated. They're diabolical. Is this the beginning of the end? Have we seen enough eh, circumstantial evidence, so to speak, to make the case that they are slowly getting out of the Joe Biden business? I think it's a fair question to ask at this point.
2: I think this guy is such a lightweight that if, if they're, they are stupid to put him in over Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden... At least as the grandfatherly, you know, d- Democrats, I think by and large, lo- love him as far as on a personal level, think he's grandfatherly yeah. and that sort of thing. But he's
1: also a pushover for policy. Hey, you want, w- w- this is what we need you to say and do, Joe. And jo- Joe's, like, Joe's a yes man, basically.
2: No, I mean, I. But that's what they want. I agree. Yeah, yeah right, that's correct. what the swamp wants. I, I mean, I'm not in disagreement with you. I'm just saying, looking at Gavin Newsom, I mean, with G and never, you know, He's he's tr- test driving the the electric uh, SUV the electric SUV and actually makes the the comments of oh a lot of this technology we because the big beef right here in America is that the Chinese steal a lot of our stuff right steal our there. patents yes and and I've I know business like business owners in Pennsylvania who've told me that this is the big problem that Trump was trying to crack down on. The fact that he said that out loud and said, a lot of this technology here yep. you know, comes from our country. and It was like, what? You're, mm-hmm. And he's like test driving the car. i tell you
1: what, that SUV did look pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that thing was gorgeous looking. <laughs> but he was lie.
2: like splashing a smile and the perfectly coiffed hair yeah. and such a pretty boy, lightweight.
4: Uh-huh.
2: I think any Republican right now on the GOP stage eats him a lot.
3: Newsome? Th- Newsome? Is- Newsom? yes. Oh, you're, Newsom. you're, you're high. He's a lightweight. You're high. The guy's
2: a lightweight.
3: Oh, I, I didn't. First of all, let me just say that because uh, you're Gavin Newsom. I'm not a Gavin Newsom fan. Trust me. Far from it. But I just, I think that th- that guy's a political animal. He's a political animal. He's going to and it shows. Remember, he's going to uh, debate. What's his name? Masser. Uh, oh, I forgot. It's been so long since we've since we've <laughs> It's been so long since we've we mentioned his name. About any I forgot. I, know. I forgot what his name was. Yeah. Uh, uh, at the end of next month, they're going to debate him with Hannity. With Hannity, and, yeah. And, 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 Thanksgiving and weekend, Gavin Newsom is going to carve him up. It's not even going to be close.
2: Maybe so. I but may, maybe with. Uh, maybe with Ron DeSantis, with Governor Ron DeSantis, I, I would imagine that Governor Ron DeSantis would say, "Let's look at my record versus yours." Yeah, I think
1: if you put policy on paper, um it's easily DeSantis. Yeah, although I, I tell you what, it, and I don't know specifically that he will carve him up in a debate because I think DeSantis can debate very well and can get very loud and argumentative, but. I think Newsom has the look. He's got what the debt. Oh, look at him! He, but he looks it's presidential. too
3: much. It's too. Ronda DeSantis is over way the too, top. Ron DeSantis is way too awkward. He's going to give like these these weird twitches and facial things. I agree and with that. Like, agree I'm going to say, Anthony, you are fired. <laughs> well, while well, while well, Gavin yeah. Newsom mustard. Well, Gavin Newsom is like. Spouting out whether whether the Talking Boys were true or not doesn't matter. But he can fire them off like Newsom, I've never seen.
1: Newsom looks like you would portray a president in a movie,
3: right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he yeah, that.
3: The, he's the quintessential politician. Yeah, but absolutely. He's such a pretty
2: boy. He is. He's so. I mean, it, it's it almost reminds me of you. You mentioned uh, Maya Rudolph playing. Uh, Kamala Harris. Yep. He's like that kind of a character on Saturday Night Live, where they have the the fan blowing to blow his. And he's look at him yesterday. Look at that video. I wish you would show it on the YouTube feed. And he's he's got this smile, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too pretty for yep. my pants. Somebody else too uh, pretty uh, for my. Somebody t- else
3: <laughs> pointed out yesterday that uh, the um, uh, that Murphy w- was in Taiwan, and and Dawn pointed out too that Hokel Yes, Kathy also Hochul. yeah. So. Yeah. It's not unprecedented for right. governors to go overseas on right. these trips. I just, but
2: this guy was on a fanboy trip with G and never talking says... Talking about climate. Talking about, and all about, oh, yeah. we've got dry dirt in California and climate change, climate change. I mean, to it, call out climate change and shake hands with a guy and never mention oh, the Uyghurs, any of the alleged slave labor, right. communist China, anything... Come on already. Right Doesn't have, you know, is standing there smiling, all big smiles with the guy.
1: Yeah, they'll defend uh, the Palestinians, but they will ignore the Uyghurs. Selective human rights, I guess. All right, well, you know, look, the reality is this. Okay, Gavin Newsom was test driving a vehicle, and I'm here to tell you that you could do the same thing. In fact, Gavin Newsom, if you want to test drive the 2023 Honda Ridgeline Black Edition, I'll carve out a few hours of my day to spend some time with you, the governor of California. We'll go over to Piazza Honda of Springfield, and I guarantee you, Mr. Newsom, you will love it. I don't know if Gavin's a truck person like me or not, but now is the time to visit Piazza Honda in Springfield. You can also check them out in Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading to take advantage of 0.9% APR financing. Or you can get special finance rates on the Honda Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot, and many more. They also they also have electric vehicles, so if Gavin, if you need an EV, they've got you covered. The Piazza Auto Group, now has 17 brands and 35 locations, it's my go-to for all things automotive to find your new or certified pre-owned vehicle today. Just check them out online at piazzaautogroup.com.
0: This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app.
1: Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
3: Cut sheet at 745.
1: Uh, but a couple of updates
3: here. Some stuff going on in the world. So, you guys were talking this morning about um, if this guy, Robert Card, who did this uh, mass shooting, allegedly, yeah. mm-hmm. I have to say allegedly, uh, in uh, Lewiston, Maine, uh, if he was a conservative, they would find it. Yeah, they found it. Is he? Well, they've uh, gone through his Twitter profile. Oh, here we go. And apparently he has, he follows and likes and retweets Tucker Carlson, Dinesh oh. D'Souza, and... yep. Dr. Jordan Peterson. Okay,
1: so, Tucker Carlson's involved. He must be. This guy's a conspiracy yeah. theorist. In well, job. Here so is. I'm. I'm
3: just. I'm just letting you know that that's going to be the narrative. There day. you go. So, uh, at 7:27, mark the tape. This. Uh, this horrific event happened what last night at, in the six o'clock hour. Yep, and not even we'll say 13 hours later. That's correct. Uh, they've they found out that he is. Uh, who he follows on Twitter, so therefore there's his motive. You know, I
1: watched Fox News, and it motivated me to do a horrific act. I blame talk radio. That was the insightful moment that I knew I had to commit this heinous act. You know what's remarkable, too, is that in 13 hours, we uh, can be told that this guy was uh, a follower and a believer in what Tucker Carlson says, but yet here we are. How many months has it been since the Nashville school shooting and we still don't have the manifesto released and the motives that have been, uh, well, I'm sure, well gathered and collected and analyzed. But because the shooter in the Nashville school shooting was a member of the LGBTQ plus community, that information will still remain private. I think there was one, ca- I believe they told some of the family members were able to see something. If I recall the story, it's been like six months since we talked about it, but um it, that has not been released to... Uh, the American public. So when they want you to know motives and ideologies and belief systems, they get it out there right away. Yeah. But if it goes against what the current uh, the current climate is, so to speak, well, they will bury that until you forget about it. Huh?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, look, we don't even know if if this is his Twitter account. I'm assuming it is. Like These are just reports that I'm reading online right now. Right. Um, But uh, if we're going to go – if they're going to go down this route, then you can damn well bet we're going to see articles written about toxic talk radio and conspiracy theories and this, that, and the other. And um, we're going to just – it's going to be rinse, cycle, repeat. Yep. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be no – we're not gonna. The problem is gonna be with this is that we're not gonna to find a solution no. to this, which, which I believe, I believe ninety percent of the country wants. Oh yeah. So um, we're not gonna find a solution. So we're just gonna blame. Yeah. And we're gonna argue. And you know. One side is going to dig their heels in. Mm-hmm. The other side is going to say, say see, see, it's all you people. Yep. And we're going to bat the ball back and forth yep. and uh, and until the next one happens. And I, we forget about this. One.
1: I blame Ed Markey. I blame Ted Cruz. They saved AM radios and cars. Yep. It's on them. Yep. 855-839-1210. All right, we will come back and get into a little conversation in New Jersey with the governor, Phil Murphy, and the concept of Halloween. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
0: It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.
1: Thursday morning as we continue here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick and Greg, what's on the cut sheet? You're going to find out in just nine minutes. Because that is coming up at 7.45. Just went down to uh, the boys' room uh, during the break, saw Republican mayoral candidate David O. I said, uh, good morning, sir. Uh, best of luck in your little chat coming up later today with our sister station, and um, sadly, you have, you have as much chance of becoming the mayor as the Phillies do winning the World yeah, Series. Stop. <laughs> in a city that's, what, 7-1 Democrat? I know. I mean, honestly. Well, but, hopefully... Uh... <laughs>
3: Hopefully they're not blasting this show through the speakers where he's sitting right now. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I can almost guarantee you
2: they're
3: not. They're not. No. they <laughs> No.
2: Well, I think you know, here's the thing. He's he's obviously famous in Philadelphia. Everybody knows him, mm-hmm. and that's to his benefit as an at-large candidate. He did get you know votes, and people people know him. People like him. But the problem is like you're saying, it's a seven to one voter registration. Yeah. How does he break through right. you know, against Sherelle Parker, who's also famous in Philadelphia? Sure. Somebody who's you know, been around they've both been around for a long I mean, decades in mm-hmm. Philadelphia politics and they've worked together as well. Right. So how does he Emerge and make a name for himself in today's debate. He has to. It's. I think this is their. Isn't this their only debate on our sister station today? I think so. But I know they had a town hall. They've had some town halls, right? And they were interviewed separately.
1: And well, Dom had sherelle on what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah. i Think so.
2: Yeah. You know, they've both been you know here here on our side for interviews, but this is a formal debate. Yeah. So. Can David O, I don't know, make some news, make some headlines, right. shake things up, um, and show he, how he would be a different mayor? Mm-hmm. That's really, I think, today is his last chance to do that.
1: There you go. 855-839-1210. From locally in Philadelphia to locally in New Jersey we go as Phil Murphy slams a school district in his own state for banning Halloween events to promote Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, I tell you what. If there's one set of words that I just want to see go by the wayside that we hear way too often, it is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because this DEI stuff is a bunch of nonsense. But here's the backstory to this. If you don't know what's going on, Phil Murphy is now mocking a state, uh, a Garden State school district, and this was on Tuesday for forbidding Halloween celebrations to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion. The reasoning? Well, um, a couple of things here. On October the 6th, Dr. Ronald G. Taylor, the superintendent, uh, superintendent of the South Orange Maplewood School District, informed parents that Halloween celebrations at schools would not be taking place this year. He is essentially canceling Halloween for kids. And the reasoning? Well, Taylor suggested in a letter to parents that school-sponsored Halloween activities could create, quote, indirect and unintentional financial hardships for students and families. And it could violate the dignity of some of our students and families, either culturally or religiously. Quote, as you know, the school district is committed to promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion, meaningfully, not just saying the words, but also promoting an inclusive school community that creates belonging for all students, families, and staff. Phil Murphy got wind of this, and he tweeted the following, Seriously? We can't let kids celebrate Halloween? Give me a break. So I'm actually going to give Phil Murphy a break. Thank you for tweeting that, sir. Because these people are patently insane. These guys are... Uh, think about this. It's promo- It's going to interrupt somebody's existence at school. And then they try to say, well, not everybody can afford to celebrate Halloween. Mm. So you can't put a paper bag over your head to maybe just draw some markers on it and maybe cut the holes out That's so low energy like i mean (laughs) nobody's nobody's saying you have to show up in the in the authentic batman costume that costs twenty five (laughs) hundred dollars like we're really going to cancel
3: halloween in the name of dei yes we are thank you very much
2: nick kale loves halloween he wants us all to dress up next week you love halloween i come in dressed as a talk show host every day (laughs) you
1: you know but i mean like this is the absurd point of this this whole mantra of we 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 can't let three kids who maybe don't celebrate Halloween or five kids that for some reason can't afford so again we're punishing the masses over the select few. What was like the old adage growing up as a kid? It's always it's always one or two that got to ruin it for everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, now apply that 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 rule of thumb here to this story and. I would argue that of all the you know holidays, so to speak, that kids look forward to the most when it comes to the school year calendar and school activity, probably Halloween, right?
3: Uh, old Man Dudley on the YouTube chat says, Murphy is defending Halloween because he identifies with a jack-o'-lantern style.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: G- Jimmy Minnelli writes, uh, I remember when it was the Christian right that hated Halloween. I, I agree with you, man. Like, in this world... I grew up where where it was the Christian right that wanted to censor everything that I wanted to do, and now it's it's liberals so that want to censor yes. everything I want to do. It's a weird well, it's a weird turn of events. I, I
1: I don't even know that it's liberals. I think it's the far left that wants to do this. Which is, to your point is, is very fascinating. How you know for many years it was you know conservatives that had a, a stick up their butt and like hey man just loosen up, relax, have a little fun, and now it's like you know yeah. like we're just totally cool with everything and then it's the the woke progressive radical faction of the left that you know oh my god god forbid that Bobby can't afford to show up like okay even if maybe some kids don't even want to dress up for halloween but it's more than just i mean it's more than just the the outfit it's it's the candy it's the scary movies it's the you know the spooky decorations i mean there's a lot of like elements to halloween and i think obviously like in a school setting I mean, you're not going to get gifts for Christmas in school, probably, unless you're in a really wealthy school district. Thanksgiving, yeah, you know, that's more of a f- at-home family thing. Springtime, Easter, uh, okay, maybe an Easter egg hunt at school. But like Halloween, I remember as a kid, we loved Halloween in school. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. So the fact that these people, and it's just, it's the cancellation of everything under the mantra of DEI. Which mm-hmm. is just such a load of garbage. So it is. I got to give I, Murphy credit.
2: I will say this for schools that it's it's wonderful when they do like in my kids' schools they would often just to take the pressure off of like you're saying spending a fortune on those expensive costumes. So sometimes they would do a theme. Yeah. And you're going to laugh at me, but there would be you know your favorite author, mm-hmm. your fame, your favorite uh, like Shakespeare. Yep. You know, like different. They would do things like your different theater characters, so they would do it more as a character day, right? And that way, you know, it's it's tends to be more creative. Mm-hmm. You tend to have more homemade costumes. Right. You can have a contest with that, like, hey, kid, you know, don't go out and buy the whatever poison ivy, and you know, it, do something that's more creative. And that way, it's an educational theme, yeah. And that way, because there are kids. Let's say there are Je- Jehovah's Witnesses.
3: Oh, for God's sake. Here no, let's, I, let's, let's guys. let's always remember the Jehovah's Witnesses.
2: I had a co-anchor who was a Jehovah's Witness, uh-huh. God, Patrick Comer in Fort Myers, Florida, back to Hoda Copy, was at the station. Oh, my goodness. He would call in sick every holiday because he couldn't stand. Like, it's against their religion. Okay. So, uh, you know... Well, then let him take off. That's Yeah, exactly. Fine. He did. exactly. Stay home. We, don't, all knew, don't like, come we all knew. We all knew, like, just, just like don't you, come in, Patrick. Like we you love have,
1: you. Just like if you have COVID. <laughs> if you're sick,
3: stay home. By the way, I'm not religious, and I hate Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people... I think it's know. a dumb, low energy...
2: So you can make it. You can call it a right. fall festival. You can make it... Uh-huh. The school can make it something else and be creative and use it as an educational uh-huh. opportunity.
3: All right. At what age do you... Like, uh, here can we have. stop dressing up? Dressing up? Yeah.
1: Uh... I think I see. I, to me, the age limits on candy, not on the costume. Oh, I like seeing adults dress up and enjoy. Well,
3: it. he. So we went out to one of those uh, one of those events with my son, okay. and all ninety percent of the parents were dressed up with whatever the kid was mm-hmm. or the kids were. Yeah, the parents would be like the same theme. Like, okay, if, if one was Mario and Luigi, there would be Mrs. Yeah. Peach and Yoshi or whatever. Um, I I, I, the only reason I brought that up is because my son is super into Super Mario Brothers right now. What's old is new again. Yeah. Um, that okay? Like you're doing something for your little kid. I get it. Uh huh. But like. So you're not you're not feeling me coming in as Batman on Tuesday. Well, I mean, if we're doing if we're doing a, a visual show here on YouTube, yeah. Then yeah, I do. Like, I can see. What do you think
1: the odds are? This is that'll be the day that we either get flagged and pulled down, or our cameras are malfunctioning.
3: <laughs> well, I'm, if you come in for as Batman, I'm sure there's some copyright on on that by DC. That's right? That's
1: true. Yeah, I'm I'm, get I, I don't flagged. know. I'm
3: just I'm I'm just saying it might, but yes. like. I don't know, these adults dressing up when, they're, when they don't have kids or mm. I'm like, okay. But, you know,
1: the other thing, too, with this story where... <laughs> Party uh, well, pooper. <laughs> enough, enough. I un- hate Halloween. Unintentional financial hardships. Now, I get it. There are some costumes out there that are expensive that, you know, you have to especially order. But by and large, can't you... I don't know if dollar stores have costumes, but I always felt like there was a lot of really cheap... I mean, you go into, like, a CVS or a Target or a Walmart or whatever, you could probably find a Halloween costume for 12 bucks. No. No, no,
3: no, they're not, dude. Not dude, like a little, not like a little, like plastic
1: witch's oh, head or something. I can, mm.
3: I can tell you don't buy uh, no. your daughter's Halloween
2: costume. No, you're, no, you're your,
3: your you, way out of it. Dude. You go
2: into one of those pop-up Halloween shops, like don't even go in with your kid because you're going. You, how wow, much they
1: start at? Like thirty-five, forty bucks. Oh, that's
2: my, that would be a deal. I we got a we got this mm-hmm. low-energy
3: uh, Spider-Man costume for my son, and and it cost I don't know forty bucks or something like that.
2: And mm. that's for a toddler.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And
2: yeah, then they I'm, want a oh, new I'm, one every year.
3: I'm out of touch with reality, aren't I?
2: Yes. I'm way off. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh Keith. Anyway. Keith Martin on the YouTube chat says the Jehovah the, the Jehovah Witnesses love Halloween. They get to knock on doors. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> God. Uh Keith, I love that. Oh, it's hysterical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, seven forty
1: six. Let's get to what's on the cut sheet. <laughs> What's
3: on the cut sheet? This is what's on the cut sheet, anti Halloween edition. <laughs> as brought to you by Cherry Hill Volvo, where they have ample inventory and brand new, a brand new and beautiful pre owned Volvo to enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go the extra mile for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thank you, Cherry Hill Volvo, for sponsoring. The ever-important Thursday edition of what's on the cut sheet. All right, let's stick with that diversity, equity, and inclusion thing, Nick, since you're you're on a roll with it. Um, This I I pulled from K-O-I-N CBS Affiliate News in Oregon. Oregon students will no longer need to be proficient in reading, writing, and math to graduate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They're doing this because inequity and having standards to graduate disproportionately harm students of color. Okay, so being functional in the basic core
1: groups and uh, subjects is no longer (laughs) longer required. So
3: we're basically graduating a bunch of dumbasses who don't know their... Just put them through the system. You know what from their elbow. Get them in, get them out. Cut one here, Daniel. Oh boy!
6: For the next five years, high school students in Oregon will not need to perform proficiency <laughs> tests, show a mastery of reading, writing, or math, in order to graduate. And this comes as the Oregon Board of Education unanimously.
3: By the way, I want to stop right there. If you're watching on YouTube right now, they they um, they uh, showed a picture of of uh, students in school, all of them had masks on. Uh, Of course. All of them had masks on. Yeah, Yeah, they probably never took them off. Uh, I'm going to start that clip over, Daniel, if you don't mind. Cut one one more time. Go.
6: For the next five years, high school students in Oregon will not need to perform proficiency tests showing mastery of reading, writing, or math in order to graduate. And this comes as the Oregon Board of Education unanimously voted to extend a pause on the graduation requirement yesterday. Until twenty twenty eight. They're citing inefficiency and inequity. Joel Jones going to the headlines tonight to find out word. what this pause will mean for students.
3: means you're gonna be stupid
7: (laughs) this is a controversial decision and one that's facing a lot of pushback while some say the decision will lower state standards and cheapen an oregon diploma the oregon department of education tells me this policy simply didn't work and disproportionately harmed students of color
3: oh there we go
1: all right so let's go through bobby's report card uh (laughs) d in math d in science d in english language arts and an f in history Uh, but that's good enough. Go ahead through. Uh, do not collect go. Do not pass, uh, do not collect $200. Don't pass go. Um, so if a college degree is worthless, which we have, uh, starting to arrive at the conclusion that college is a complete scam,
3: what does that make high school then? (laughs) Worse, (laughs) like so. What this basically tells me is that if anybody um, applies for a job that I am hiring for, and I see that they, uh, they, they went to high school in Oregon, don't hire them. Yes, that's because they have no idea what they're doing. Or (laughs) I I just, it is, it's insanity. It is insanity.
1: I just, I don't. We're, and this is coming out of the pandemic in which we now know many children. Thank, uh, thank God, knock on wood, uh, I'm glad I don't have to deal with it, but many children are a year and a half to two years behind academically yep. because of
3: what lockdowns, Absolutely. shutdowns, and virtual contributed to. Yep. And they showed it in that clip. If you were watching on YouTube, they showed it in that That's, clip because the first yep. thing they showed is a bunch of kids in masks yep. in school.
1: That's right. Yeah, let's just do it like they used to do it. Class moving forward, every subject is pass-fail. If you show up, you will pass.
3: And we wonder why we're not preparing uh, the youth and our children for life. Uh, This this Gen Z girl went to TikTok to complain about having a 9-to-5 job because she doesn't have any time for social life because she has to be on a train. She, She has to go into the city so she can't be home. And she's like, it, it, right. it's. It, I have to commute. Uh-huh. So she, she goes into the city. She has to catch a 730 yeah. train. And she, she, guys, she doesn't get home till like 6 o'clock.
1: Damn. Where did the day go? Oh, my God. I don't have time to zone out on Instagram.
3: <laughs> and what does she do? She
6: goes to TikTok to bitch about it. Yeah, baby.
3: Oh cut to this Daniel. Is, this is sexy. Go.
6: I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first 9-to-5 job after college, and I'm in person, and I'm commuting in the city, and it takes me forever to get there there's no way i'm gonna be able to afford living in the city right now so that's off the table like duh if i was able to walk to work and it, it'd be fine but i'm not so it literally takes me like i leave here like i get on the train at 7 30 and i don't get home till like 6 15 earliest oh, wow. and then like i don't have time to do anything i don't i want to shower <laughs> eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to yeah. cook my dinner either like i yeah. don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like like, I'm so like, upset. Oh, my God. Oh, Nothing to do with my job at all, but just, like, the 9 to 5 schedule in general is crazy. Being in the office <laughs> 9 to 5, like, if it was remote, you get off at 5, right. and you're home, and everything's oh, fine. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I'm not home. It takes me... long to get home and like welcome to the world like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like Mm -hmm. i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like (laughs) meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so stressed out well, you you have nights,
1: you have weekends, you have plenty of time, girl. I, I, You'll be I, fine. I,
3: I want to take this yeah. girl's parents and and slap some sense. Like, uh, what yeah. have you done to your daughter? Uh,
1: yeah. The, and, and these Gen Zers, where they every three every third word out of their mouth is the word like? <laughs> I want to just oh hit them over the head with a frying pan. <laughs> like, stop using the word like. Don't start your sentence with the word like. Like, so, uh, like, no. And here is the deal. Like, I remember my first full-time job in Philadelphia radio was 2011, almost into 2012. And I, I was living in the Lehigh Valley making, I think it was $28,000 a year. And I was driving from Bethlehem to City Avenue every day, Monday through Friday. I, so it's about 70 miles, roughly. Mm. And... um I recall I would leave at 7.30. This is when I was Bruno's producer. I'd leave Bethlehem at 7.30. I'd be on City Avenue by 8.45, 9 o'clock. Uh, I would produce Tony's show from 10 to noon, and then I would do the sports updates after that until 5.45 each day. I'd leave City Avenue at 5.45 and get back to Bethlehem at 7.15. So it was like 11 hours and 45 minutes, and it sucked. But you know what? <laughs> If if you if you have a dream, if you have a goal, if you have a job you love, you do it. This girl, here, here's the thing: she wanted to just work virtual the rest of her life. Yes. Yeah, she wanted to fart around all day on her laptop at her kitchen room at a dining room table mm-hmm. and swipe and scroll and get paid to do it. Yep. And yep. now now she got hit in the face with reality.
2: I don't even know that she really wants to work. No, I would question what how hard how hard was she working? Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Right. I think the Zoom allowed her. To do other things. Mm -hmm. Of course. Right? And so that's, it's not just about the commute time for her. Mm -hmm. Because there are some people who can, depending on your job. Right. I know a lot of IT techie people. Yeah. Because, you know, they love all that stuff and they have all their computers set up. That's different. It depends on the job. Mm -hmm. But in her case, what that tells me is whatever she was zooming in wasn't work well and also cold cold hard fact of life look if you want to shorten your commute then
1: live closer to the city and pay more but if you want to pay less then you're going to have to have a 45 minute drive
3: you know so that's life let me ask you guys a question what is worse her uh being and complaining about that or her not realizing what a nine-to-five job is or her going on tiktok and doing it
5: like, what's um, worse in
3: your mind the fact that yeah. she's not prepared for a 9 to 5 job or the fact that she she thinks so much of herself that she goes to tiktok and thinks people care
2: wait and p- you bring up the point though if you were her cuz you're our brand manager and our boss so what if you were her boss and right Because her boss that. well yeah well, not everything needs to be on tiktok <laughs> 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 that's
3: what he would say well, i didn't know you did an impression of me that's good dude <laughs> that
4: was very
2: good um,
3: i no i i think that it, it it if i saw something like that yeah i would be like all right you don't like this you don't want to commute mm-hmm. then then okay you know yeah. what i mean uh, by the way, I, I didn't play it, but at the very end, uh, she blames uh, her time of the month for being so oh, emotional. Okay, so, well, I can't really speak on that. Dawn, Dawn that's all you. Don, she plays the she plays the uh, the woman
2: card, the woman please. card,
3: by saying that the reason she's so emotional is because she's getting her. You know,
2: yeah, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> and if her boss is a woman, and you use that, that's deadly. Because right. <laughs> another woman's like, yeah, yeah. Right. You want to pound it <laughs> and then do, like, a dry rub. She doesn't even
3: have time to cook. She can't do a dry rub, Dawn.
1: She's working <laughs> 9 to 5. Oh, it's 6.15. When she
3: gets home, she's too tired. We've, we, we've just – we've failed. Guys, I've said this. It's our fault. We're the parents. We've failed our children. Like, our generation has failed our children because they're not prepared for life. They're just not prepared for life.
1: Right. And they, they, very rarely do they show emotion. They're mostly zombies. But when they do show emotion, it's like this, like, rambling, crying mental breakdown publicly on a social media app. It's like, I guarantee you, this girl's got, like, no motivation and shows no emotion in any part of her life. And then it just all comes pouring out like a flood. (laughs) <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh somebody on the TikTok or on the uh, YouTube chat goes, "Her complaining on TikTok and not knowing the concept of 925 <laughs> That's right. She does have the she does have the vocal fry. hi uh-huh. uh, guys, I don't know. Yeah. It's so hard to be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't true. have time to work out either. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I, I,
3: like is this her first job? I mean, like, Sounds I look, like she it. looks
1: like she's 23, 24.
3: Well, she said she, it's her first job out of college. Okay, so you're telling me she hasn't worked since? Like, this is her first job because, look, even even part time jobs, right? You work eight or nine hours a day, don't you? I mean, um, I always did.
1: When I was in college, my part time job, I was probably working it's like six hour shifts. I don't
3: but, think I was she was retail, but, but was she six, six hour working shifts in... really? Yeah, I'd work yeah. like so
1: three to nine at Foot Locker.
3: I don't know. I, I used to work at a uh, Kmart,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and. It, I remember we had two shifts. It was 8 to Mm 5 or 1 to 10.
1: And that was part time.
3: That was part, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't do it every day, but it was probably three days or four days a week.
1: the rules technically to keep you under?
3: uh, uh, 40 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they would. Whatever you would do, you would, plus I plus I cut lawns and I did other stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying you know like look oh, look at me. I uh, back in my day I worked hard, but she, she clearly isn't prepared for no. working nine hour days. Mm-hmm.
1: And she's she's blown away by the fact that she can't afford to live in a big city. That I blame
3: concept. I blame the I blame the pandemic too because people are so used to now where they're like well well of course I can work from home. Everybody works from home. It's like no no, no. I know. People got used to working from home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: This Part what, of this, though, I have to blame the parents. Yes, oh, exactly. Right, percent. I mean, the, sh- this individual was so coddled and so spoiled and everything given to her that, first of all, it's all about her. There's no humility. There's no attitude of serving, working, work ethic, living a purpose-driven life. None of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all vacant.
3: <laughs> um, remember those two Las Vegas thugs? Uh, who murdered the 64-year-old biker. Yep. Oh, and yes. filmed it in the car. And filmed S- it in the car. Sickening. Coward. So uh, they were tried uh, yesterday. And uh, go over to YouTube, by the way, if you really want to yeah. be steamed up. YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT if you want to see this video. Uh, because they're in court with the mother and the daughter, the, the The wife, wife the and, widow. And, and, and the daughter the of the 64 uh, year old man who was murdered by these two uh, uh people just smirking mm-hmm. just smiling and all, smirking all and, fun games. uh even in one of them when he, when they were um, arrested for this you can hear one of the juveniles saying um I'll be out in 30 days oh yeah
1: yeah, because he think he, he's aware that, you know, that in today's day and age. That, the juvenile yep. thing,
3: yeah. Uh, this is the uh, CBS 8 affiliate in Vegas. That's their report. Cut three, go. I'm
6: trying to mad dog us and intimidate us, which didn't work.
7: Jesus Ayala and Jameer Keyes smiling at uh. the widow and daughter of Andy Probst oh, as they God. leave the courtroom Tuesday. The teens are accused of intentionally hitting the 64-year-old retired. Uh-oh. Oh,
3: so, no. Sorry about that.
6: Trying to mad dog us and intimidate us. Which-
3: All right, let's start this over because this my uh, my thing is uh, this thingy froze up. My thing froze up. I'm- sorry, sorry about that, Daniel. But yeah, if you're watching right now, go over to YouTube. You can yeah. see this because it's just it's yeah. it's it's nauseating.
2: And I, they, they have to uh, they have to blur it out. Like, yep. watch for the blur. They're giving the finger mm-hmm. to the widow and the and the grieving yeah. daughter. Yep. Yeah,
1: and the one guy has his head shaved with like a tattoo on his face and he's got this and he's and he's walking around swinging his shoulders like he's at the carnival
3: you would um if, if this was if this was me you would i i would be in jail because i oh yeah, I yeah. jumped over something yeah, and,
6: Imagine.
4: yeah and
3: some some uh, some strangle them yeah
1: some sheriff would have to, <laughs> to yeah. hold
3: me back uh starting cut 3 over again dano go
6: Trying to mad dog us and intimidate us, which didn't work.
7: Jesus Ayala and Jameer Keyes smiling at the widow and daughter of Andy Probst as they leave the courtroom Tuesday. The teens are accused of intentionally hitting the 64-year-old retired California police chief. <laughs> They're charged with murder and additional felonies in connection with an August 14th crime spree. Police say they also hit this 72-year-old cyclist that morning. He survived. A trial now scheduled for September of next year.
6: These guys, they did not respect the court whatsoever. The
7: teens appear to communicate with each other at times, covering their faces and also laughing. I'm,
8: I'm not scared. You are. A hundred percent.
7: On Monday, we obtained police body camera video showing the moment after Ayala was taken into custody. You think this juvenile to do something beyond like on thirty feet?
6: Just a game to them, like. They, don't, they really don't care if anyone else lives or dies. They don't care about themselves if they live or die. And that can just be shown through their
7: own actions. Who do you think failed here leading up to this?
6: A multitude of different people failed, but I think ultimately the parents on all ends. They're the ones who failed.
7: Taylor and Crystal Probst say they'll continue to come to court for the teen's appearances, to seek justice, and to put a face on the victim of the teen's alleged crime. Crystal wears this Apple Watch her husband was wearing when he was killed. Taylor and her brother received an alert on that fateful day.
9: Reminds me, he's here with me in the courthouse.
1: I'll tell you what; they had better and more. They were more composed than I would have been.
3: I was just going to say the daughter was very composed. Yes, I I don't. I don't know. I I definitely could have been. But look, there's there's no rehabbing those two. They need to be taken out back. and Put a bull in the back of their heads. And I animals. Mean, li- you talk. Like animals.
1: You talk about lock them up, throw and throw out the key. That this is the prime case where you send these two to the slammer and let them rot for the rest of eternity. Yeah, there,
3: there's no, there's no rehabbing that. No, there, you just there's can't. no remorse there. No, like the. I mean, these are two kids
1: that threw away their life. They clearly don't value any of anyone else's life. They don't value their own life. And now we. And I didn't know this. But they hit a second person, I, I so they killed, they killed they yeah. killed the sixty four year old retired officer, yep. and then they hit a seventy two year old.
2: Yeah, like this, survived. Like this was a, like this was a TikTok challenge yep. that was issued, and this was a game. Yep. But I think that the mention of blaming the parents, unfortunately, there are not parents in the picture. There are no dads in the picture, and you look at the stats, and this is Census Bureau. This is the government. Twenty three percent of American homes. You think about that 23% mm-hmm. single mother and when I can tell you as a mom of boys boys need their dad oh yeah as much as I I believe you know I matter as a parent as a mom I do mm-hmm. but these these uh, teenagers young men who are going to you know obviously the the 18 year old being charged as an adult Th- their life was doomed by the fact right. that they don't have a father in mm-hmm. their life, and then and then on top of everything else that's going on. Yep. But you know this this whole situation in America, we're the only you know modern you know country in the world that has the this kind of a stat where where kids just don't have a a dad in their life, right? Uh, you know, and so sure, there's th- there are. There are cases where, yeah, are a lot of families in a blended family situation, a divorced family situation, but the dad is still Mm hands-on and in the kids' lives. But 23% just don't have dad in their lives.
1: Well, and also, too, I mean, you talk about having a mom in your life if you're a boy. I I also believe that girls need to have a dad in their life because that sets the tone for what's acceptable behavior from a man because then you if they don't have that when they're growing up then they think you know moving forward that well men well this is and then it's almost like they're built in excuse for getting into a bad relationship with a guy and the worst part of all this is not just the walking out but as they're sitting there on the bench in shackles and handcuffs you know they're about five maybe ten feet apart from each other just Looking over at each other and giggling about it, like, like, yeah, here's yeah. our here's our moment it's in uh, in front of the cameras. Let's have a good time.
2: Yeah, I, sick.
3: I, I hear what you're saying, Don, about the dad thing, but I I also feel like that's evil to the core. Like that that is I don't know how you I I don't know if you're you know I don't know if you're born like I don't know what it is, but that is I don't know if any parental figure can straighten that out. That is that is evil to the core and sometimes you just have to realize that hey you know what messed up in life mm-hmm. and uh you know start over um but like these these guys just have these kids these, kids these these guys just have no remorse for anything None. and i i don't know how a parent or anybody can get through to that How do you get through to that? Well,
1: you know, in a weird way, I I think there's some validity to what you're saying. And I want to bring it back to, you know, the shootings that were going on that we were talking about with these mass shootings. It's like you can do everything in your power to prevent somebody from getting a gun or if it's mental health or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, if this person really wants to pull it off, they will. And I, I think you can apply that here. You could be the best parent in the world, but ultimately you don't have the total control over the free will of another person, in this case, your child. So I mean I think obviously the odds are much better in your favor if you're a great parent. But at the end of the day, if if your young little punk son decides that like, you know, yeah, I mean for all we know, you know what was the story? Um, uh, it was the the Sheltonham um the kid who shot Officer uh, Fitzgerald from Temple wasn't wasn't he brought up in a nice you know quote middle class family with parents and I mean he still ended up executing a cop i think he had a pretty good upbringing if i recall the backdrop of that well
2: story. Per, by pretty good it lived in the suburbs lived in you know bucks county lived in a nice house but that's just because somebody grew up in a that's nice true. expensive so house the
4: parents are great yeah. i
2: have no idea what the family situation yeah, is and point. in that one as well i don't i don't i don't hear a dad in the picture there was a stepfather but that but i i wonder i i'm and I know this is not even politically correct for, for me as a woman to say, because we are women, we're supposed to do it all. But I'm telling you, as a yeah. mom of boys, and Greg Stocker, you've, ju- you've just begun this journey. Where do you see how your son emulates you. And yes, Nick, I think that for fathers and daughters, the way you treat your daughters is the way they will expect to be treated. Yes. Right? And so And so that goes to a different issue with girls, but there's there is and I'm not a scientist or a doctor I'm just saying that boys desperately need their father in in their life or their father figure cuz mm-hmm. I have I have a nephew who I mean my dad pretty much cuz my sister went through like I won't get into it horrible divorce but my dad became the the dad yeah. so there are some stepdads or you know granddads etc who become the the father figure mm-hmm. but somebody who's a loving hands-on father figure It makes all the difference in the life, especially of a boy, of a young man. It's, it's primitive. And I know, I know as I say this, it's not politically correct, but I, I just, I've lived it. I wouldn't say it unless I had lived it. Well, Well,
3: what about the people who have, uh, S heads for fathers. You know what I mean. Like like, not every father is. You no, know what I mean. Like like true. like you know, just because you uh you you spread your seed around doesn't necessarily make you a good dad. That's you know right. what I mean. That's so true. like I don't un like I get what you're saying that like they need fathers in their life, but a lot of these a lot of these dudes are 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 horrendous people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So. Yep. You know, a lot of them are better off without their fathers and their yeah. lives. And you, you should also—we
1: I mean? also have to get back to a, a point in time in a day and age where, back in the day. You were able to parent your kid and parent them hard and discipline them like, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you beat the crap out of your kid. But we now live in a day and age where, I mean, schools are trying to tell parents they don't have a right to know certain things, which is outrageous on its face. But, you know, you know, when I was growing up, my dad put his hands on me, I don't know, six, seven different times I and mean, it was in extreme situations. But you know what? Message delivered. And I I usually did not make that same mistake again. Now everybody's you know so afraid of their own shadow because we live in a snowflake society.
3: Um, you know, I don't know. I turned out okay. James James on the YouTube chat writes: "Them boys gonna have daddy soon." <laughs> oh, they will. Oh, That's true. Will. I um, don't know
2: about daddy, but Bubba, yeah, he's they're gonna love uh, you.
3: They're pretty little boys. Yeah. They're gonna they're yep. they're gonna do well. Yep. Like, They'll be I,
1: celebrating National Tight End Day in prison. <laughs> oh. and watch Travis down. Kelsey. <laughs>
3: Ugh. I just, it's just, it's, you have to laugh about it because it's just so nauseating. All right, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the shooting uh, that happened uh, last night in Maine. Um, so last night on CNN, uh, they had a uh, eyewitness who was, I guess, there uh, that happened. And uh, the CNN anchor asked about, you know, her daughter. And she said that her daughter felt better when she went home uh, that I was carrying a firearm at home. Uh, this is cut 13.
7: What did you tell your daughter who was with you? I
9: I just can't imagine, as a mother, how to make sense of it and to relay that to a child. Uh, I mean, we have open dialogue, you know. So we we talked about it. She was definitely scared. She's like, you know, she started crying. She's like, this is a scary world. We live in, Mom, and I'm like, I know. And, um, you know, my older kids were talking about getting um, backpacks for uh, the ones, the bulletproof backpacks, uh, you know, because it seems like there's always some sort of threat at the school. Um, you know, it's just starting to be, stuff like that gets real when something so big happens. It's like, okay, yeah, it really could be our school next. Um, so we yes. came home, and, and she wanted to lock up right away. We locked up, locked all the windows, everything. I do have a firearm, so um, it made her feel better to know that I was carrying it around. Um, and had it all ready to go. Just, she was scared somebody was going to come into our home and I told her, you gotta, you gotta remember that odds could be so slim for that. So try not to worry so much, but I will do whatever I can to make you feel better in the meantime too. So
1: so, she sounds very, very logical. She's saying, you know, the odds of this happening, you know, basically slim to none. Um, she obviously is a believer in the second amendment because she owns a firearm. Um, the the bulletproof book bag though I I don't know I feel like and I I know she's an eyewitness and kid and the whole thing I don't know that your your child needs a bulletproof book bag but you know
2: I think it's a cool idea I thought about it
1: it's I mean it's a very advanced um, thought but you know when we talk about the the odds of this happening at the school yeah like that's we've what said
3: that's what I'm saying like this is this is and I said this earlier this is mm-hmm. us as parents and this is media that have blown these these situations up i mean they're they're as rare as we think they are yeah but they just get 24 7 news coverage mm-hmm. and it's plastered on and everything so you think it's more prevalent than it actually is
1: right and we gave you the stats and the numbers dating back what almost 30 years now yes to the last
3: time this thing happened right. so i'm just you know the the daughter wanting a bulletproof backpack to me is either the media or the parents scaring the you know what out of her, out of their daughter? Yeah, um,
2: I think I, the I will say the Kevlar idea is a good idea. It should be, geez, yeah. here in Philadelphia, you know that should be a question to the mayoral candidates. Yeah. Quite frankly,
4: uh-huh.
2: because to your point, it's not a a shooter situation like this tragedy happening in Maine, but in Philadelphia, think about the violence that happens. On a daily basis during the school year, to to school age kids being shot just outside school, right? You know, we we just talked about the final arrest of that you know the young man who's accused of gunning down Nicholas Elizalde right. just outside Roxborough High School. Mm-hmm. So, well,
1: but then then we get to what what's the cost of the Kevlar book bag, and then we're going to hear. I mean, if we if we're talking about well, we're gonna cancel Halloween in the name of diversity, equity, <laughs> yeah. and inclusion because not everybody can afford a costume. Well who the hell who the hell can afford a Kevlar book bag,
3: right? Um, some instant feedback here uh, about those two punks in Vegas. Um, Kevin Pools on the YouTube chat writes, uh, Those two youths used to be tight ends. Soon they will be wide receivers. They will. <laughs> They'll be flanking out a little further from the ball. <laughs> Snow Bunny Gal writes, uh, Not growing up with a dad is no excuse for these two sickos. I raised my son on my own, 365, seven, uh, 724. Uh, he turned out amazing. These two are just plain evil. I agree with her. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh let's go to did you see this this situation that happened at uh Cooper Union the uh no. a college in New York Uh-huh Uh Jewish students at a New York City college were locked inside a school library on Wednesday as pro-Palestinian rally moved through the building with protesters banging on the doors and chanting free free Palestine Oh boy Great right. Jake Novak, the former media director at the Israeli consulate in New York, posted on social media yesterday uh, that several Jewish students were locked in the school library at about 5:15 p.m. Several Jewish students at Cooper Union are currently locked in the school library as a pro-Hamas rally outside of the Cooper Union building uh, learned the Jews were afraid were not afraid in sitting in or. We're afraid it's sitting in the libraries, so they started uh, uh, knocking on the door. We have a video of it. It's a. Okay. It's Daniel. If you can kind of put it on a loop here, uh, but you can see, I have the audio, and uh, they're in the library, and 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 they're they're banging on the doors. This is cut uh, fourteen. Look at that. I mean, that's scary.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm watching. Okay. Yeah. So
2: that, that's it's. This is terrifying. I uh, Just, to ma- just to imagine this. Yep. If the kids locked inside that library, let's just say, were African-American yep. kids, oh, yep. and you had a bunch yep. of crazy white people yep. who were uh, banging on the door, yep. and we would have riots in the streets. Yep. This is an outrage, and... Th- uh, this is such an outrage, and, uh, and they should be charged. What what happened to the federal hate crime? Yeah. Or, or where? Where's yeah, where's DOJ?
1: Yeah, don't tell me this falls under First Amendment free speech rights, right? <laughs> this is, is what I'm talking about. This is
3: incredible that oh, this is gosh. happening at, 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 at These poor universities. Kids. I would love to know the context.
1: Now, were those kids in the library and that started, decided to lock it? Did they get locked in there by the pro-Palestinian protesters? What's the context of them being... Uh, essentially,
3: yeah, I don't, I don't know if they saw that <clears throat> coming, so they decided to close and lock the doors because they right. felt their safety was being threatened. I yeah. mean, there's only, it looks like if you go go over to YouTube, YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHE, you can see the video. There, it looks like there's only four of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe they lock the doors in in, in fear for their safety uh, right
1: well this this is I, I think actually the same thing that happened to Riley Gaines when she was at the San Francisco school where she had to go yep. into like a conference room and lock the door and I think people were banging on the outside and basically telling her to get the hell out of there
3: i, I, I this is
1: like what is what is going on I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, but we we all, and Don, you make a great point. It's only a story when it fits certain criteria. Yeah, right.
2: But that uh, that's outrageous. It is, and and for those, I mean, if I'm a parent and that's my student, I'm <clears throat> and I'm not a litigious person, but I'm, I'm I have a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, you, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm pulling my kid out of school. This is well, this is horrible. These are these yeah. are
3: Nazi tactics. These but, are Nazi yes. tactics, by the way. Yes, uh, Jewish students scared for their lives while while while
2: crazy people. Police. Yes. Calling nine one one, saying please help us. Yeah,
1: and let's flip this around. Forget what, what if Good
2: if were,
1: Forget it being African Americans with white people on the outside. Let's just say the people knocking on the door and banging on the door were Jewish, yep. and the Palestinian people were on the inside. Oh my oh,
2: well God! Put. CNN would explode. Oh yeah, 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 well
3: put. Yeah, we would we would forget the mass shooting and go yeah. right to this. Yeah, we're gonna bail out of the uh, the main shooting for uh, uh, one more time, Daniel, if you can to play it, uh, play it.
2: Uh, it just it's it's it's
3: it's n- it's nauseating yep. to say I, you know I don't know what else to say.
2: The one of the CBS affiliates shows that the the library has windows to the outside yeah. and you see some of the protesters outside that are banging on the windows mm-hmm. are holding up signs and taunting the Jewish kids. Yeah. And so ultimately one of there was an interview at one of the local stations where one of the Jewish kids said. They finally, because they were calling yep. frantically, because they're thinking these we're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. They were had to be escorted out of the library by law enforcement and escorted away.
1: I'm I'm sure so, that they will uh, they will ask Corrine Jean Pierre about this uh-huh. today, and she'll pivot to the uh, the rise of Islamophobia in what? the United
3: States. By the way, the New York Post this morning has a really good picture of the on the front page. I don't know if Daniel, if you can grab that, but it shows you the students walking up. Up to the library, and it shows the the uh, Jewish students in the library. It's a uh, Cooper Union University. I've never heard of it, and it's in it's in the East Village in uh, in New York City. New York. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably and, a small uh, private school. Yeah.
2: and you might say, well, how do they even know who the the boys are wearing? You know, the traditional you know headwear, right? So yep. that you you know that these are uh, faithful, faithful and, yes. and practicing Jewish yep. kids, right? right. Yep. And so that, and so to me, that even a to Nick's point. What if these were individuals such as, let's say, girls dressed in the full traditional yeah. coverings of the, the Muslim, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where? Oh, Ilhan Omar would have a fit. Right? She'd yeah. throw a fit. Yeah, where? Where's she today? Yeah, where's
3: yeah. Where's the squad yeah, where's calling, the squad calling this out? They were barricaded in a library where's because of, because of a mob. Yep. Think of just uh, okay uh, this is just this is, I know think, wow. of, think of the coverage it, the 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 uh yep. the the white guys in Tiki torches got in mm, uh, yep. Virginia or wherever the hell that was mm-hmm. think of the coverage that was think of the narrative that was shaped yeah. by the re- that the reality is
1: this is wrong to do to anybody of any group yet when when these people play the selective politics and the identity politics game they get exposed for the frauds they are
3: so uh, piggybacking off of that, this is an NYU law school student. Um, she was on uh, NBC News Live last night uh, refusing to condemn Hamas. Unbelievable.
1: Well, Greg, I, Greg, they're not a terrorist organization. They're a government.
3: Cut 15, go. Do you condemn Hamas's
7: actions on October 7th?
9: I think what I use my platform for and who I condemn was pretty clear by my message. And I think that I will continue to condemn apartheid and military occupation. Oh my God. And that in this moment, I'm focused on calling for an to genocide and calling for an immediate ceasefire.
1: Multiple nose rings, by the way. Oh so, my you know, God. you know, the logic doesn't exist for people with the nose rings. Um I mean, she liter- legitimately does not answer the question. No. That is a complete political pivot. This That person right there has got a great future in politics. Doesn't answer the question. She, she doesn't condemn it.
3: NYU also, like, she's she's not a dumb person. Well, we
1: gave you the story a few weeks ago when we started talking about this Israel-Middle East conflict. There was somebody at the NYU, was it the bar admission or whatever, I gave you the story of the lady who, um, well, I can't even remember the context of it, but it was so astronomically stupid, but it was in this... Under this uh, umbrella, so to speak, of this, you know, this refusal to, uh, I mean, again, Hamas is a terrorist organization. Don't give me this government nonsense. Governments don't walk around beheading babies. Yeah. That's what terrorists
3: do. Well, let me ask you guys this. I was... this kind of piggybacks off of what – a story I sent both of you last night about um, these donors that are uh, – Harvard and Penn. Refusing to – Yeah, they're uh, Yeah, to uh, give money as long as these, these – th- how, do, how do we feel about – I mean, obviously, in the backdrop of what's going on in schools, everybody's going to be like, yes, pull their funding, pull their money. But if – that means that the donors have the ultimate say in what happens in the universities. Well, they, doesn't always, it? they
1: always have. Same thing, even. Do when, they, though? Same thing when you look at athletics in college. The boosters control everything. The big, deep pockets. Yes. If they want you gone, if you're a coach and you got an $11 million contract and they want you out bad enough, they find the money well, for it.
3: Well, let me ask you this then. If, 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 um, if a college wants to have Riley Gaines in there and, and, and speak and a donor was like, nope, you have her speak, I'm pulling my funding. And all of a sudden she doesn't. So just reverse it for a second. Mm-hmm. Are, would you be okay with that then? It's not a matter of
1: whether I'm okay with it. I think that's the the only way to get change. And we saw this in the summer this past year where Republicans or conservatives or just common sense people were boycotting companies like Target and Kohl's and said, we're not going to spend, we're not going to buy. And that that's how you get change. You don't cancel an individual. You don't. You don't finish their career over of a, a, a poorly worded tweet. You hit them financially, and that's what they're I, doing here. Because these schools aren't going to exist without their donors.
3: I guess I'm not saying this properly. My question is more of how much say should donors to universities have in in the school's curriculum or whatever. You know what I mean like like well, Harvard basically is, exists because of donors because of the the rich ass donors that they have.
1: Well, now. I would love to know if, for a school, it, let's just say there's let's say there's three ways that schools make money. Yeah. From people that pay for tuition as students, from the donors and from revenue generated from athletics. You're, I mean, let's just say it's a third of it uh, it's 33.3% of each. Well, like I mean, donors are accounting for a third of what you do, but I mean, we just heard, especially with some of these schools, like Harvard and the one guy at Harvard, he donates $3 million annually, I believe, or was yeah. it $30 million? Either way, it's a ridiculous number. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think they, they, they have say, they should have say, and at the end of the day... Money talks, man. Always has, always will.
3: Is it do you, do you guys both look at it like the free market like like that's 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 money speaking and you know our wallet goes and then therefore they get the most say? I mean it's it's
1: capitalism, right? With money comes power. Is it though? With power comes the, the ability to, to you know
3: influence so to speak. Look, I'm not I'm I I agree with you. I said f- Weeks ago, that I think that the only way to get to the root of what's going on in colleges is for this donor money to dry up. Mm-hmm. But the more I'm thinking about it, like how much say do they? Well, the students are going to have a lot of say
1: too, future students, because if enrollment dips, I mean, let's say all of a sudden on average, I don't know, uh, 10,000 people enroll at UPenn. But over the next five years, due to all this anti-Semitism that is out there, it dips down to 6,000 per year. Well, they just lost forty percent of their typical enrollment over the failure to to support people that are being or on the verge of trying to being uh, uh, eradicated from the planet.
3: Yeah, I guess it's easy to say. It's easy to say when stuff like this is happening because I think any normal person looks at this and sees it's egregious and wants it stopped. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm the same way as well. But I'm talking about like more mundane things like how much how much say should a donor have i i just don't know if if you're allowing them to have all of this say just because they give a ton of money i mean that's what we criticize politicians for we we criticize politicians for being for being Mm -hmm. bought and paid for by whoever their biggest donor is and and they're beholden to them so how is how is that
2: in college any different that's a good point well and this is all goes back to what how everybody's getting played. Yeah, follow the money. Mm-hmm. Follow the money. Big money, with regard to polit- partisan politics, fundraising, as well as for these universities. Think think about all of this big money now, and the fact that donors are their biggest donors are looking at this, saying, "Wow, this is this is crazy." Yep. Because it's because cra- it is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so. Ultimately, I think, yeah, this is a good thing, and the donors can choose where they want to put their money, yeah. but you think about you know your alma mater, they're always fundraising, but these sure. universities have so much money, yeah. and they need the money, and they just want to got, build.
1: I just got a call two weeks ago, and got, I, I didn't answer. It was a voicemail from Temple Yeah. about making a donation. Like, so, no.
3: Well, why don't you say, I'll give you X amount of dollars if you step up your security and and let these kids learn in peace without uh, being 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 feared of being shot.
1: Because I don't if they call me on my bluff, I don't have X of dollars. <laughs>
3: It's like, you know, a, I've you got know pocket I, aces. Actually, no, I don't. But that's but that's what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Like, you know, if you did have millions of dollars that you could play with, right. you, you could make that demand, and then they could say. And, and that would be a good thing, I guess. Yep. But what if you said, hey, you know what? There's too many conservative speakers at Temple. You guys need to get rid of them. Yep. Uh, and if you do, I'll give you $10 million. Yep. It's it, it's it's a very I don't know it's a, it's an interesting point and it's an interesting uh, like it is a bit a, of a
1: slippery slope it right? is a
3: little bit of a slippery slope that's all I'm saying yeah um let's go to a school board meeting shall we uh, this mom by the way if you want to see this on YouTube um, she holds up a picture that was in one of the, uh, her kids uh, books in the library okay. and it's like it's two it's two women naked kind of
1: uh, <laughs> so it's pornographic
3: hello. So she holds it up at a school board meeting, and a cop, a cop comes over and says, You can't hold that uh, up here. Actually, can I see that a little <laughs> bit closer? <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. This is a Hillsborough County. I guess that's, was that Florida? I think that's Florida. I don't know. Huh? Cut nine here, Daniel. Go. Painful, base, and degrading.
9: All seven members of the committee were also asked to um, look at this image. This was in the book and they all unanimously said that <laughs> oh, this in, yeah. and along with that 15 page <laughs> this Zoom is in on children's that. libraries here in hillsborough <laughs> county approved by that committee yep. unanimously at plant high it's in multiple schools there's 10 images of that woman's naked breasts in that book
2: thank you thank you next speaker next speaker yeah anyway. <laughs> I know we've please heard enough
1: you. of you rational logical parent please wow. step
3: aside where are these books by the way when i like
1: I know. I I really didn't take advantage of my library time. (laughs) I didn't either. I was just reading Sports Illustrated for kids. (laughs) (laughs) What a loser I was. I mean, like, again, but where, where's the screening process? You know, I, there's gotta be, I don't know if it's the librarian, I don't know if it's superintendents that have to go through these types of things and what lists are created with, hey, this could be deemed, uh, graphic material, uh, superintendent <laughs> discretion is advised. Like, it just seems to make its way out into the library and it's the parent yep. that always comes across it.
3: Uh, Shafe on the YouTube chat writes, the cop is taking that home for evidence. <laughs>
1: He, he took it to the men's room.
3: <laughs>
4: Stop!
3: Uh, finally, finally, guys, uh, before we get to Don's big three, um, uh, Mike Johnson. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah.
1: It, you know, Mike Johnson almost sounds <laughs> by like, the way, like he's not like
3: relevant, right? By, by the way, anybody who says, oh, yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of him, is lying. Oh, no, no, I, nobody's heard of him.
1: No, I've, I've heard the name, as I said in the big take, but prior to uh, yesterday... Other than knowing he's from Louisiana and he has an R in front of his name, I would not have been able to, to, to point him out in the lineup. This is, the, in Which my, I think, is a good thing by the way.
3: In my opinion, this is a result of them just being t- tired of taking votes. <laughs> and just those. give like, it to Johnson. Like, fine, whatever. Ah, give it to Johnson. It. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets up and after he uh, after he w- w- uh, wins the speakership, yep. uh,
5: and says this cut ten. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now. And I will not let you down. I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this house, in this great and essential institution. Like, Howard Johnson
3: is right. What Gabby Johnson said. <laughs> uh, you look. You know what though?
1: Um, he's a little dry. He's nuts and bolts, but I like him. I, I don't I don't ever get the feeling that he's going to be, um, you know, posting nonstop tweets and taking videos. He's not going to be doing uh, power cleans in a hotel room like Marjorie Taylor Green. There's going. He's going to get down to work. He's going to be the leader that this party needs. He I again I had Jim Jordan 1 Byron Donalds 2 so I can't sit here and say oh they got my guy this was my guy but everything that I've read about him I think if you're a conservative you like him if you're a Trump supporter you like him mm-hmm. Trump has endorsed him he's not McCarthy he's not Scalise he's not going to be McCarthy 2.0 um and now it look, there's there's a lot of things that need to be done so let's uh to be honest you know what's the old adage when it comes to um like a referee or an umpire the best ones go unnoticed. We don't have to ever bring them up, right? Well, Because he, he was just doing his job and getting it done. This guy seems like a guy who just kind of does his thing, gets it done.
3: Uh, Road Warrior about an hour ago tweeted us, guys, and said uh, a new speaker first bill, he said, will be stand alone to uh, support Israel. That's great, but he could have tied it to securing the border, not funding to resettle illegals. Use the leverage you have when you can. Not a great start.
1: Well, he's uh, he is very much um, focused on the border. Um, I tried. We tried to play that clip earlier this morning, but we had a snafu. Um, he talked about the southern border yesterday, yeah. so yeah. Um, it, it, I would say to um, Road Warrior, pull up the RNC research Twitter feed, and you'll see the video clip of him talking about the border yesterday. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, so.
3: There you go. There you go. All
1: right. That is uh, what's on the cut sheet part one here on this Thursday morning. Uh, are we going to do the big three now? Yes. We, okay. Let's get to Don Stenzel's big three at
0: 834. It's the big
2: three at eight on Kaling Company. Big three at eight sponsored on this beautiful, sunny, summer-like morning. We're sponsored by Best Work Industries for the Blind. So I've altered the big three to cater to what you've been talking about. Because we've had rallies and walkouts of hundreds of students at Philadelphia's largest universities protesting in support of Palestinian people in the war-torn Gaza Strip. So students yesterday walking out and protesting on these campuses, ripping into academia and academic leadership, accusing them of being biased and of being pro-Israel since Hamas terrorist attacks on October 7th. So these protests happened at the Uni- University of Pennsylvania. This was yesterday. U-, U Penn, Temple, your alma mater, Nick Hale, yes. and Drexel Universities, all three. And they're part of, you know, we're seeing this ca- on campuses nationwide. But these three, so I think some of our largest, if not the, the largest three, um, really representing the, the tensions that we're talking about, mm-hmm. the tension growing between students who feel one way yeah. as well as faculty And then the administration, and as well the major donors who have been very critical as as to how uh, they don't want to donate to an institution, even their alma mater, that's aligning themselves with you know a group that seems to be anti-Semitic.
1: You know, it's amazing is there's going to be or there is a war going on overseas in that region of the world. Yet it almost feels like within to your point with the rising tensions in this country. It almost feels like we're ready to fight that war domestically here amongst ourselves in a, in a, in a weird way, right? Like you, you saw that library scene where they're banging on the doors, and I'm not going to sit there and say that it's the same as you know, physically assaulting somebody. But you have all these staged walkouts and protests. You're I, I think you're going to start seeing clashes in the streets between pro-Israel and pro-Hamas or pro-Palestinian people in this country. I really do. I didn't realize it was that like I said I didn't realize that there was just so much pro Hamas support in this country. This and it's a generational thing as well. It's it's the 18 to 24 year olds. Which is odd because they're the same ones that, you know, protest for BLM, yet they're not doing the same thing to protect Israelis.
2: Yeah, I and I think and by the way this yesterday's walkout was a week after we talked about a lot of um To to give credit to you, remember they had that huge march in unity with Israel, but it was more prayerful. It wasn't a protest. It was just saying Mm -hmm. we stand with Israel and it was it was prayerful and hopeful that every that there's safety and for everyone. And they did pray for those Palestinian citizens, to your point. Yep. But, Nick, I think to your point, this is more about um, the fact that Hamas I have to say, did a good, did a, I mean, sick but good job on social media, of convincing, you know, a certain section of our society that that they are the victims, right, and and that is strange to me how they could through social media, uh, you know, essentially make a bunch of sheep believe yep. that oh no we're we're the underdog we're the victim in all of this
1: right that's a good point.
2: Um, and speaking of that, and, and just going off of what you said, off of the on the heels of the speaker vote, the new Republican, obviously, Speaker Mike Johnson of Louisiana. The vote marks the first time the House passed that legislation in three weeks. So that first legislation was a resolution, seemed like a no brainer that could be bipartisan and bring folks together, a resolution affirming U.S. support for Israel in its ongoing war with Hamas. But I think the numbers are a little disturbing as to who voted no and who voted present. So nine Democrats voted no. Rashida Tlaib. That's oh, shocking. Cory Bush. Oh, man. Jamal Bowman. Oh, the squad. Yeah. The whole squad. Andre Carson. Yeah. Al Green. AOC. Uh-huh. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There he Summer is. Lee. Pennsylvania. Right? Yep. Uh, uh, Delia Ramirez. And saving the best for last elam omar the squad's gonna
1: squad dawn wow squad gotta stick together unbelievable
4: Mm -hmm.
2: so how will this go over you know with voters like aoc you know she's had some problems going back and forth remember that when Mm -hmm. she was trying to get reelected. but another half dozen democrats by the way they had all voted present uh, you know it's it's sick. By You're, the way,
3: has Elon Omar uh apologized yet for uh, uh Has she taken that tweet down about the, uh, the Israelis in the hospital? Yeah. Because I don't know. You could say that a lot of the unrest that happened uh was because her ilk was out there trumpeting uh the fake news. Either her or, or, or propaganda.
1: Or Tlaib. one of them is tripled down, I think.
3: Uh was it Tlaib That's that bizarre. did it? I don't yeah. remember. They they're all they need to be censured is what they need to be. Right. Yes. I know. Yes. Honestly, it is, it is, it's disgraceful. It's mm-hmm. disgraceful that they're allowed to get away with this. Right. It really is. Yes. But then when you do that, it's, they're racist. I they're, know. I'm the victim I again. No, no. No, you just keep it opening up your mouth and saying stupid crap. They, they literally bought into war propaganda. Mm-hmm. Like it's 1939 Nazi Germany. I know. I, I just, I can't, mm-hmm. like, how gullible and dumb are you? They are. They are, and you represent people.
1: Well, they're hypocritical more than anything. I actually don't even know that, that they're really dumb. They just they they, owe, they they go for a cause, and then the same type of thing comes right back around to them. But the certain box hasn't been checked, so yeah. it's like then you can point out their fraudulence right there. Yep. Aha, gotcha.
2: And so to the point of who who was it that tweeted out? Was it Road Warrior? or Who was it that said that they they thought this was a bad idea? That the first piece of legislation Road Warrior said that yeah. is a Road Warrior. Yeah. So here's the thing road warrior look at the we look at all the graphics twitter i know but so look dumb. at all the graphics here's of, the thing twitter And here's the thing this has gone viral because how can you you know they're putting up these democrats and everybody is broadly criticizing this and ripping into them so i think huh i think that maybe the new speaker is astute to looking at something that could unify they, they got widely bipartisan support but ultimately is calling out the most radical individuals in the House of Representatives and reminding everybody of who those radicals really are. They're yeah. not Republicans. Right, so
1: there
4: you go. So there's that. Yeah, take that, Road Warrior.
2: I know that we had sent this amongst ourselves. <laughs> no, I love Road Warrior. I'm just trying to, you know, bring it okay, okay. he's, he's mad forth. I'm bringing forth the, the I, conversation. I, he's just mad Nobody that I finished
1: the bike ride quicker than he did. Oh, oh man. Oh. And I'm not even a professional <laughs> biker.
2: <laughs> ah, that one hurt. I wanted to update because I didn't do the story the other. Day. What? What are you Greg's laughing at? Greg's just
1: reading Twitter. Oh,
2: oh, oh, now he's giggling. Don't
1: worry about him. Just keep going.
2: Remember the <laughs> story of the two million dimes from a semi that was parked in Northeast Philadelphia. They, Remember they found, this? They, did they find it? They. So they caught. They now they have four people facing these federal charges for stealing the two million dimes. From that semi in the Northeast.
1: All right, anybody want to do quick math? How much is two million dimes? That's
2: crazy. <laughs> they were million picked million up. Fr- yeah. I know, two million Whoever dimes. Whoever gets it right gets Friday off. <laughs> <laughs> they were picked up from the uh, U.S. Mint Philadelphia facility and were bound for Miami when the driver pulled into the parking lot to get a little nap, like a Nick Cale nap kind of a thing. Right. And it might have been an overnight nap, but it was eight, back in April 13th and the and the problem was it was broken into overnight mm-hmm. in that Walmart parking lot there on Byberry Road in the Northeast. Yep. And remember that we talked; they were they they actually spilled some, but they got away with a ton. Yep. They've now caught these four individuals. All
1: right. And for those wondering, two million dimes is two hundred thousand dollars. Wow.
2: Was it worth it?
1: Was it worth it?
2: That's not even a gold bar.
1: That's that's just that's just a low check that the Bidens give out from Ukraine. <laughs> You think Joe said give me a check for 200 grand or give me two uh 2 2000000 dimes. Jeez.
2: But it just sounds like an inside job. They still there were a total of six men dressed in gray hoodies armed with uh, they just had bolt cutters and that approached the truck. It just felt like it how did they know what was mm-hmm. in there, et cetera. But yeah, they got away with they they didn't get away with it. They ultimately want people to know they caught them, and it's a federal crime. Okay.
3: Were the dimes in those little packages, like those little uh, wrapper things? Yeah,
2: whatever happened to those? Yeah, it looks like they were in big containers. I remember back in like, it, a,
3: it, like a like an
2: Utz pretzel jar yeah, thing, exactly.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> One of those big water cooler <laughs> things, yeah, those exactly. Big jugs. What do you? Where do you go? You know how, like in Giant, you can go and like put just the thing in and in. it comes out. As, yeah, it like up. where do you go for 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 two hundred thousand dollars in dimes? I, I remember back in the
1: day, my old man used to have those little paper wrappers. Yeah, and he would keep them in his desk drawer, and he'd always have a bunch of loose change. And then he would yeah. next next morning there was like three or four rolls of uh, pennies on the uh, yeah, on yeah, his yeah. desk. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I'm just like. <laughs> It takes some time to I do know. that. Yeah.
1: Just leave them in your in your cup holder in your car. Like we
3: all do. Yeah, yes. Spill things on them. They're all sticky. They yeah. stick to them. Nothing
2: worse yeah. than a sticky nickel, <laughs> oh, by the sorry. way. <laughs> sounds Nick's like a, sticky nickel. Yeah, sounds like
3: a sounds like a bad emo band. We are <laughs> sticky nickel. <laughs> How
2: does that sound? Well, we want to thank Best Work Industries for the Blind for sponsoring our big three. Their e-commerce store is helping businesses succeed in all work environments. BestWorkSupplyCenter.com. Offering traditional office products, cleaning supplies, furniture technology, and so much more. Free shipping and next day delivery. Shop now, save big time at bestworksupplycenter.com.
1: All right, Dawn, Take thank you, you very much. A stretch? Yeah, a little stretch here. A little stretch. So we got two charges when we come back. One is a criminal charge that has been long overdue, and the other one is a financial charge that I'm not sure anybody would ever make. We'll give you those two charges when we come back. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210
3: WPHT. Get ready to start the NFL week off right tonight. Because right now, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for tonight's Thursday night football game with the Bucks and the Bills. All you have to do is place a 3 leg same-game parlay, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. How about this one? Stephon Diggs scoring an anytime touchdown. The bill's on the under with, uh or the bill's minus 8.5, and, and the under for 43.5 in total points scored. You can build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sports book app. You just go into the app right there, and all of them are pre-built for you right there. You just pick one. Pick one you like. See what the most people are betting on, you can bet on that one, too. Visit FanDuel.com slash so you don't miss out on your chance to you get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Fando Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, and he's the official betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over, president of PA. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expires seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fando.com. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. gambler
0: Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT and the Free Odyssey app.
1: Thursday morning. Hopefully all of you off to a great start to your Thursday workday. Especially you 9 to 5ers that get home at 6.15 with no energy and no time left to do anything in your day, and then cry about it on TikTok.
3: Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to all
1: shout out to all our 23-year-olds entering the real world.
3: Oh, I have to get on a train at 7.30.
1: I remember my dad told me so many times. He goes, "I'm telling you, enjoy your childhood because you're gonna miss it once you become an adult." Can
3: you, can I play that one more time? What? Jay Galsband? No, all day? no. This Gen Z girl who yeah. finds out what a real real job is. Danny, yeah. I don't know if you're able to pull this up again, but I want to play cut two again. Yes. Uh, Gen Z girl finding out what a real job is.
4: <laughs>
6: I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying. But this is yes. my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. <laughs> and I'm in person. And I'm commuting in the city and it oh. takes me f- forever, oh, forever to get there. Yeah. There's no way I'm gonna be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like, f- duh. If I was able to walk to work and it would, it'd be fine. But I'm not. So it literally takes me, like, I leave here, at, like, I get on the train at 7.30 and I don't get home till like 6.15 earliest. And then, like, I don't have time to do anything. I don't, I want to shower. Like people that drive to the office, like it doesn't, you don't get off at five and I know it could be worse. I know I could be working longer, but like I literally get off. It's pitch black. Like I don't have energy. How do you have friends? Like, how do you have time to like meet like a guy? I don't know. Like, how do you have time for like dating? Like I don't don't have time for anything. And I'm like so stressed out and I'm also getting my period. So that's why I'm all (laughs) emotional. But like, am I so dramatic? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> but just imagine what she would be like if she was sitting on the Skookle every day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about because you know you really think about it. Like eight thirty to like nine fifteen is really the heart of morning drive here, and and like so people right now at eight fifty one are stuck. In traffic on the school They might have to be there At 9, 9.30 Whatever Listening and to her Listening to her <laughs> Complain And like Are you effing kidding me yep. You spoiled
2: okay. By the way Okay I'm gonna soften up
3: Uh oh Uh oh I'm,
2: I'm on Cause the first time I watched it But now that I see her I don't I think I think there isn't A piece of this She's pretty cute <laughs> <laughs> She's looking She's young brother She's 23 <laughs> Who cares She's She is Looking for a man Yeah She oh. needs a relationship that's really what's going on here.
1: Yeah, she sounds like somebody that would date Dorenzo.
2: He's got Mary.
1: Well, that's what, these, that's, what that's what Anthony just said. <laughs> this, this girl sounds like Mary
2: in the text, <laughs> not group text. So, she, to me, actually, when I hear it the, the next time, it yeah. it all goes to the fact right. that you know we do have a generation of people that pandemic, the lockdowns, yeah. they've they were denied their regular social stuff, right. And so I do think there are certain cities that um, are better than others at bringing together like people like this, where you can just mm-hmm. have a social atmosphere, right? Get together and and have a social life. Can, but she she to me, all of this is about the fact she needs a man, she wants a man.
1: Can we bring in Dorenzo if Dorenzo is still back there? I I mean Anthony, is this is this your is this like? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm Listen if, to
2: him. Is he going, oh, Hang on. Oh. Is that him or Greg? Yeah, it's me,
1: it's me. <laughs> That's Greg. Yeah. Um I'm wondering Mary. if this is actually like the if maybe Mary has given this same exact rant to Anthony from Connecticut.
3: <laughs> yeah, when I get home from work this is that entire spiel. That's what I hear every single night. You
1: you're you're, you're not joking. Like this is like
3: I mean, I I guess to an extent, but no, I mean, I definitely think most girls my age, uh, you know, think the sky is falling the second they go home from work and they have to run errands and do laundry and Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I just, you know, we make all this stuff such a, uh, you know, almost victim mentality when we're all living great lives. At the uh, end of the day. Yeah, but so- do you
2: rub her feet and help her with do the laundry for I mean, her? I
3: help her as much as I can. I try to calm her down. It doesn't do always work, nice but rub? I try. Well, he- yes. she
1: He absolutely has to rub her feet down or, or he- Lorenzo's going to hear this.
8: <laughs>
3: Anthony, you are fired. <laughs> he-, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't doing S, and you know it. Yeah. he's he's not, uh, Soggy Donuts brings up a very good point. She's ripe for the picking for a sugar daddy. Wow. Meaning, meaning some, like some old some older guy who yes. has some money be like come on sweetie you want to sit
1: uh,
4: Miss <laughs> one of <laughs> our lesser yeah. daddy i'm older i have that. well i don't have money
3: but i'm older uh- <laughs> uh- <laughs> you can be poor like me sweetie <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can live in bluebell yeah. and have nothing and like it
3: <laughs> um so here's
1: the thing too with her and i i, I think this is p- really the big problem with these these uh, i'll say yeah, because you're 18 now. I'm going to go, let's go, Dorenzo's age, 22 to 28 year olds. They, I just think that they believe that when the work day is over, like the rest of it is all fun. And if you're a husband, a wife, you've got kids, like nine to five is just like the first part of your day. And then you got, like Dawn says, you are taking the kids to practice and homework and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it's making dinner, doing laundry, bath and shower time, like, she's going to be in for a rude awakening if she ever gets married has kids and has like the traditional home family life she might sit down at eight forty five and be like wow i haven't sat down since i got up this morning like you run into those stretches in life where you're on the go until
2: you go back to sleep i don't know i part of me thinks that maybe she didn't think that she thought this was going to be something different and the fact that she ends with you know really talking about meeting a guy and then she almost interrupts herself because maybe that's not politically correct to say yeah and so maybe she what she's what i kind of hear her saying is she doesn't feel a real purpose in her life so i'm gonna disagree with you i actually think she might be happy if she meets the right person falls in love guys what guy's gonna sign up for that though I oh, a ton. She, look at look at her! What's that meltdown? I she's know. a cutie, oh, yes, and she might is. be a doter. Guys, Nick, you
3: g- just said you wanted it. Yeah, I was just well, going to phys- say. Uh,
1: physically, she's attractive, but I I can't deal with that. If she guys has are, meltdowns like that on the daily, I'm out. Guys are
3: stupid. Of course, <laughs> of course, somebody's <laughs> signing up for that. Are you kidding?
2: But I also think it brings up the point that he, that that she is somebody. Well, first of all, there's no talk radio station for her, right? <laughs> no. But it's almost the therapeutic, the therapy that people on that age group they mm-hmm. turn to social media for their support for their moral support right or work support yep. it's almost like her support group to say you know i'm trying i know i sound whiny and then she tries she's very afraid of looking like oh i really i wish i had a man in my life you know what i mean mm-hmm. but she's going to she needs support she she's, that's what she's looking for She's looking for purpose. She needs a hug. She's looking. She does. She needs a hug. She's.
3: She's a. She's a spoiled brat. And she needs to <laughs> man up and face the world. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sweetheart. And there's you know that what I mean? too. If like, but-
1: you know, if, you, if the nine to five job is not for you, may I suggest hosting a radio show? <laughs>
3: Oh my god, I think I have it at 4
1: o'clock in the morning. No, then, then, then she'd be miserable. I didn't realize I had to prep so much. Like, <laughs> oh do you really spend 40 minutes writing your opening segment? The, yeah.
3: The most offensive thing about this is not the, um, uh, oh wow, look at that tractor trailer crash on the Jersey Shh, Turnpike. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's on the New Jersey Turnpike. Sorry. Uh, squirrel! Uh, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a the, boat a boat the, the, the most offensive thing about yeah. this is that she she immediately runs to social media and pours her heart out to mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that's mm-hmm. just it's so depressing. It's so depressing. Well, misery loves company,
1: so people will like it and comment and then she won't feel alone. Yeah. Also, oh, there are other people that yeah. hate their 9 to 5 too.
3: Her parents failed her. I'm just saying they they did not raise her properly. They she's she was not raised with a good worth work ethic. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's only working right now 23 or 24 whatever she is, yep. you know, this is her first 9 to 5 job and this is her first taste in the real world is is disgraceful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She huh? should have been working at sixteen. Yep. 855. Like we all were Sorry. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. I was working at Perkins at sixteen. Yeah. It was a bus boy.
2: Perkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. Perkins. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Oh,
1: uh, uh, go ahead, Don. No, I no. can tell
3: you a story about Perkins.
1: Oh,
2: oh Perkins. Yeah. Oh, Tiger what? Woods
1: Tiger Woods will tell you a few stories about Perkins as well.
2: <laughs> where so. he perked up.
1: Yeah, that's where he perked up. <laughs> More ways than one. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. We'll come back. Final hour is on the way. And finally, Jamal Bowman, our favorite fire alarm culprit has been criminally charged. Wow. We will get to that story and what Anthony Fauci will charge you for a night out on the town. But right now, Dawn Stensland with a word for QC Kinetics.
2: Yeah, because the future of joint pain relief is right here in Philadelphia, right here at your fingertips. So it's QC Kinetics Advanced Regenerative Medicine. It's breakthrough stuff. It's I can only use the word that so many of you have told me after you called QC Kinetics said, Dawn, it's, it's like a miracle. I'm feeling good. I'm moving again. So here's the thing. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, just, just hold up a sec here. Get that second opinion. Learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting real relief here. QC Kinetics does not mask the pain, okay? These treatments go to the very core of the problem using concentrated Healing properties placed directly into your joint, restoring and repairing that damaged tissue. So just imagine your life this fall. No more pain in your knees, your aching hips, your shoulder, your back. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. What's life all about? It's about getting moving and doing what you love to do. And that's why so many of you have told me that QC Kinetics helped you get your life back with these all-natural treatments, all you have to do is call them. Call the local medical professionals. Get your free consultation. Do this today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. 215- 999-3000. 215-999-3000.
0: Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6-10. till On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT and the free Odyssey app.
1: Thursday morning. This segment brought to you by Malvern Retreat House. Visit Malvern Retreat House, the nation's largest Catholic Retreat House, located in Chester County. Malvern Retreat House hosts men and women retreats, couples retreats, spiritual direction, recovery retreats, and more. Retreat from the noise and hear God's voice at malvernretreat.com. You'll be hearing my voice for another 55 minutes, because the Dawn Show comes up at 10 o'clock. We'll find out what's on tap for her program, who on Twitter today, cut sheet part due, and our morning mystery movie clip, all still on the way 8558391210 if you want to jump in on the conversation so we have some charges to get to uh and then also an interesting story uh written about the self-checkout concept at stores which i have a um a love-hate relationship with oh. so we will we will discuss this okay. uh specifically at the uh, local giant that i go to but before that Let's get to the charges, and we got to get to our buddy Jamal Bowman, squad dem, who has finally been criminally charged for pulling the fire alarm inside the Capitol. Uh, Bowman was charged in Washington, D.C. Superior Court yesterday with a misdemeanor count of falsely pulling the alarm following that investigation by Capitol Police. The alarm also prompted an investigation by the House Administrative Committee, uh, the New York rep faces a maximum of six months in jail if convicted on the charge. But before we all take a victory lap, let's all kind of point out what will actually be playing out here and what has already been agreed to, uh, as he has essentially already taken a plea bargain. And the Assistant Attorney General, Peter Saba, has agreed to withdraw the charge against Bowman if he apologizes and pays a fine of $1 thousand dollars which he had claimed yesterday that's already been agreed to but he is expected to turn himself in this morning a lot like donald trump had to do right arraignment coming up at 9 30 he's going to be mugshotted, fingerprinted booked the whole charade and um it'll at least go down on paper on record that this man uh, committed a crime and um he's not gonna have to do any time and i'm sure a thousand dollars probably means very little to mr bowman Uh, But finally, a little, uh, I'm not going to call it a pound of flesh, but, um, you know, you get your moment of, aha, good, because we we know the way it would be if it was a Republican that did that. But again, it just, I think it really just highlights how silly and how absurd his defense was. I remember this, a spokesperson for Bowman, who is a part of the House Progressive Caucus, told Forbes at the time that Bowman, quote, did not realize He had triggered a fire alarm, but rather that he was rushing to make an urgent vote on the continued resolution to fund the budget. Remember, the government was going to shut down, uh, adding that the second term representative, quote, regrets any confusion. This was a total nonsense BS story, BS excuse. And remember, we played it for you on the cut sheet. Remember, we had the the video and the the still photo of the fire alarm with the door on the wall, the whole bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you. Democrats are so arrogant that they'll just give you any. Ah. No, 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 go. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say something. They they will just give you any ridiculous like Karine Jean Pierre. Oh, I I I didn't hear the question. Like wait wait no, we're talking about hate crimes against Israelis, and you you immediately flip it to Islamophobia. They don't even care if you believe their story or not. You're just supposed to take what they say as gospel and never challenge them or question them again.
2: Yeah, and he doesn't have to confess to anything. He doesn't have to. And the issue is not the misdemeanor of pulling the the fire alarm. The issue is what you brought up, Nick Hale, and Mm -hmm. that's what Republicans had said. He clearly wanted to delay that vote. That's what he was doing. And isn't that part of the whole, quote unquote, insurrection argument that you are you are intercepting and halting Congress from a vote from doing its job? Yep. And from its official business. And so, isn't that a federal crime? Right. If he were a Republican, to answer your question, oh my goodness, this would be, oh, they'd have Liz Cheney heading up the committee and trying to stop the government and Mm -hmm. insurrection and every other charge and facing 30 years behind bars.
3: Yeah. Peter S on the YouTube chat brings up the point that we've been saying since this incident happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bogus excuse. They only show the video still, no actual video to see actions yep. before and after pulling the alarm. That's my, that was our take on this show from the very beginning. Yep. That if, if you see him pulling the fire alarm and you see an expression of, oh, no, what did I just do? Then maybe you believe us. Then maybe somehow. you can believe us. Yeah, the, thank you, Daniel. If you're watching right now on the YouTube video, you can see him turning himself in. Yep. Uh, to, Carrying <laughs> to a book bag. To the authorities Now, yesterday. is that a Kevlar book bag? Uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, see there, he pulls the fire, but you only see that still image. You right. don't see any other, and you know there's, vi- obviously there's video. Of course. There's the camera staring right down at him. So why are we not seeing the other right. reactions to this? Because that would be, by the way, if his if if his um, if his reaction was shock, yeah, you know that would have been plastered well, everywhere. The, the video right? would pretty much give us his intent. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And and all we see is a still image, so right. we're not seeing the full picture here. So to Don's point, yeah, this is this this clearly to me is him trying to stop a vote well and and let's bring up this question remember the tapes for january 6th
1: remember when tucker carlson under the freedom of information act was able to obtain those tapes yep and everybody was asking like wow did i mean so could i get those and tucker carlson was like oh i don't see why not we just asked for them." so why why are there and i'm going to call out republicans here why are we not having republicans in congress uh, get the, whether the freedom of information or whatever they call it to get the video footage mm-hmm. of what he did. Yep. It,
3: it's a great that I, I stand by that. It, it, his reaction after he pulls it tells the entire story. And, and, and there's it, in my opinion, if 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 that video exists, which we know it does mm-hmm. and exonerated him, it would be everywhere. Right. So yeah. c- clearly it it exists and it doesn't. So they're kind of just showing the still picture over and over again. Right. And it's just one of these things that just gets dumped Mm -hmm. and people just forget about it. Of course. And I'm guilty of it too. I like when the news came down yesterday that he surrendered and I I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that story.
1: Yeah, because we just move on to the next thing we're outraged about or distracted by. Yep. 855 839 1210, the number. Uh, Let me grab John. He's got some thoughts on this and he's in Wildwood. John, good morning. How are you?
8: Boy, I'm doing fantastic. Um, Two things. Yep. Also in the videos, they don't show the pre-video of him ripping down the signs talking about the fire. That is a a fire alarm. That's one. And this morning, him himself said that after three months, it gets expunged yes he gets taken off so yes. there's, no, there's no written document of it ever happening after three months
1: yeah well it's going to be like so your typical it, first-time offender where if you follow the rules you uh he, i think he's on he can't commit another crime in the next three months and if he doesn't and he pays his fine it goes away
8: right. so the so the capital police that did their investigation this is what they came up with this is oh it was a mistake mm-hmm. really so like So, like, do you not believing what the Capitol Police ever ever get involved with anymore, either? Like, this is so dirty. Yep. Also, I don't know if you... uh, Supposedly, the uh, the Democrats are going crazy over this new Speaker of the House and how he's an insurrectionist and he he, he thought that there was voter fraud going on and all this... But they don't talk about Hakeem Williams, the guy, the Democratic leader, Jeffers. going nuts and talking yeah. about about when Trump became president. Oh yeah, you know how how that was the Russians and all that stuff. Yeah. He wasn't an insurrectionist or an election denier. Well, the election
1: denier stuff, and we played you the the, uh, the audio montage. We have a ten minute version and a twenty minute version of Democrats denying elections for fifteen years. We've got the tape with Hillary on there, with uh, Stacey Abrams. Uh, You go on down the list of people. So, um, you know, two can play that game, and we've played you that before, but we won't have the time to play it all this morning. Uh, Let me grab another uh, call here uh, on the fire alarm concept.
8: Tom in Woodbury is next. Tom, you go right ahead. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, The video should show that he either pulled the alarm before he grabbed the door or after. He's claiming the door was locked, and that's when he pushed the button. I know. And why does, so he, video- think that, why
1: does he think that pulling a fire alarm is going to open a door?
3: Nobody thinks that. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> no. Thinks nobody that.
8: does. No. <laughs> exactly.
1: But
4: to your so point, the video, if
3: he- if there is one, it may show him not even grabbing
8: the door to try to open it, just pulling the, apart, you know, the, the fire alarm.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Don. Yeah. I was I was doing like silent miming hand motions as you were talking because you're right that if you can see the sign it actually says fire and then it says you have to push in and pull down so it's not that he oh i accidentally it's a two it's a, it's two motions on that device that's not on the door to the side of the door yep so that further shows i mean i know this is absurd because clearly we know he wanted to delay the vote <laughs> but i'm just saying not for nothing i have to go through the motion of this yeah he had to push this in yep then pull it down and then go through the door. Come on already. You're I mean, say,
1: you're saying push down and pull out. What did you say?
2: You have to push. You have to push it in. You want to pound it. Oh, Ken, oh boy. And then do like a dry rub.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, we have another. We have another soundbite. Sorry, you, I God. had to set you up for that one. Though. It was just too easy.
2: Just, he got yeah, me. He, he got, got me
4: again.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we got Bowman. Uh, but of course, you know, at the end of the day, this will come off his record and it'll act as if it was never uh, an occurrence. Um, but there you go. Uh, let's get to the other charge. This is great. Um, so, you know, you're gathered around the, f- the dining room table one night, and you and your husband or you and your wife, and we got 10 grand. What, what do you want to do? Where are you going to take a trip to? Uh, what do you think about Atlantis? I think Atlantis would be a nice trip, Betsy. Uh, it's, it's cold as it's February. Atlantis is beautiful. Uh, what about Vegas, Phil? You know, we'll gamble a little bit. Not bad. Okay. Uh, well, we've always wanted to go to Disney. Yeah, that's okay. A little woke, but all right, Disney. Oh, wait a minute, honey. How about, sc- scratch all those ideas off. For 10 grand. We can have an evening with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you believe no. the man who says, I am science? And if you don't listen to me and believe me, then you are a science denier. Well, it is true. Coming up on Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. I feel like I'm getting ready to read out the the prize for the morning mystery clip. <laughs> uh, the St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, is proud to have the opportunity to spend an ungodly amount of money to simply be in the presence of the great and powerful wizard of misinformation himself. Yes, an evening with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, for those that are wondering, if you really want to spend the night with Mr. Science, Mm. individual tickets start at just $300. Wow. But prices rise quickly and dramatically from the entry-level point of $300. And if you want to meet the man who helped in hope to usher in pointless ineffective lockdowns you'll have to pay up to ten thousand dollars ten grand to meet tony fauci wow uh, let me just say this yeah you know we realized how narcissistic he was how so self-righteous and self-absorbed he was and you know, it felt like for two and a half years, and it didn't feel like it, it was two and a half years. He was plastered on our televisions. He became the face of the COVID-19 pandemic and was billed and advertised as your one solution out of it. You know, get vaxxed to stop the spread, flatten the curve. And, you know, if you're going to congregate, as he loves to say, congregate in family, large family gatherings around the holidays, you know, maybe you should wear a mask and all this. And this guy is actually going to be available at the rate of like he's like what does he think he is like an OnlyFans model (laughs) like who the hell would spend ten grand for in Canada no less well you bring up
3: a a very interesting point about that where I agree it's absurd I don't know who's spending ten grand for this but you know the holidays are coming up Thanksgiving Christmas all that stuff are we going to have a another uh, you know message from Dr. Like, is he going to be plastered all over the TV again saying, well, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, everybody, everybody, everybody congregates and, you know, make sure you wear a mask and then, schools after thanksgiving Mm -hmm. are they going to be you know what i mean are Are going to have a five
1: five day precautionary period post thanksgiving
3: wear your mask i'm just saying it's uh this is all coming up so i'm i'm wondering four years removed from this if we're still gonna do this dog and pony show
1: he's going to be doing a speaking engagement and uh talking about children's health education and society at large wow
2: I just wonder if he's raising money for the uh, Anthony Fauci Defense Fund because remember <laughs> Senator Rand Paul had you know referred f- referred him to the Justice Department for the investigation yep. on all those what was that less well initially it was what a year ago but right. then he renewed it about this past summer Yep. It feels like he still years ago. Him,
1: but, he still has him in his crosshairs. So, he hasn't let Fauci out yet. Yeah, yeah, Senator Rand Paul. Love that guy when he goes after Fauci. And I and as I said, I I think Fauci has perjured himself four or five different times and you know, it was just so outrageous that you had guys like Dr. Robert Redford and very well-esteemed people that arrived at... Redfield, dif- not Robert. Red-
3: yeah, Redfield. Was yeah. Robert Redford? We Robert Redford. Redford. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody different. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Hold on. Anyway.
1: <laughs> That's almost as bad as uh, Joe Biden yesterday when he botched uh, the phrase one step for man and one giant step for mankind or whatever the phrase goes, and he got it wrong again. Um, but, yeah, you had Redfield. And, <laughs> kind of like you just did. Yeah, kind of like I just did. But I'm what? not the president of the United States. (laughs) Um, like Redfield was you know of the belief that this was you know a lab creation and then you had you know other virologists and epidemiologists that looked at this stuff and you know if you didn't if you didn't fall in line with Fauci's conclusion you were deemed to be some incompetent radical and I'm like wait a minute this guy is just as accomplished as Tony Fauci I mean, that's that's like, you know, going to see somebody for a broken leg, getting a second opinion, and the, the second doctor has a different thought, and, and one of them is, like, discredited because he's got a different conclusion. I mean, I thought that was the point of science, to kind of challenge things and hypothesize and theorize about, you know, what caused what and how do we eradicate something. But, you know, Fauci became the poster boy legitimately. Like, he he told us. That's the arrogance of the guy. I am science. Like, you are science?
2: You're a paid bureaucrat. I mean, look, you're accomplished, no doubt about it. Retired now. Yeah, yeah. But he, that was another point that I think it was Senator Rand Paul made, that he somehow has worked out a deal where he still is technically a consultant. Yeah. And the reason for that, according to, you know, some, is that it makes them, the government would have to pay for his defense. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. he knows it's coming. Well, he's still lurking.
1: A lot like mm-hmm. Obama is still lurking around the Biden administration. These guys never really go away. You know, trust me, they, they get their message in there when they need to. All right. right, uh, nine 21. Uh, we'll get to the uh, self checkout story as we wrap up at the bottom of the hour, but it is time for the Morning Mystery movie clip.
0: And now, the Morning Mystery movie clip on Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Uh, like to ask a few questions about this breakfast cereal?
8: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, box of tricks. <laughs> That's right.
10: I've been led to understand that tricks are exclusively for children. Is is that correct, it
8: Well, I, I mean, they say uh, tricks are for kids in the commercials. Uh huh. It- uh huh.
10: And is that enforced by law? Uh, n- not to my knowledge, no. So if I purchase these tricks, there'll be no trouble. No. No, you you should be fine. You do understand that I myself am not a child. I I was able to sniff that out, yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring these back to my apartment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll be okay.
0: think you know what it is. Call it 12 at 855-839-1210, and you can win this great prize.
1: Ah, today's prize, as well as tomorrow, a $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. If you are caller 12, 855-839-1210. Caller 12, 855-839-1210. $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. See if we get our winner on the other side. And self-checkout. Is it worth it? The pros and cons for retailers and shoppers. Kale and Company. Back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD.
0: It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Free Odyssey
2: app. You gotta do this. What a great time of year. To end October on a high note right now. You still have time to find yourself that newer certified pre-owned vehicle from my friends at the piazza auto group yeah did you know piazza they carry more than 1200 1200 pre-owned vehicles at any given time so um, actually my stepson jonathan is the latest when he calls me he's like hey you've got a guy right i'm like well not just a guy the piazza family really the power of the piazza auto group and that's why it's so important because it's not just about the brands that i talk about all the time like my honda minivan which i Definitely am working to unload, trade in for something new or Nick talks about his Honda Ridgeline or my son Michael's great experience with locally Honda Philadelphia, Honda Piazza Philadelphia with his new Honda Civic or, you know, Acura Mazda, Hyundai Volkswagen. I'm pretty, I'm talking about pretty much anything else that you see out on the road and you say, gosh, I I wish I would love to test drive that. I'd love to, I'd love to own that vehicle. That's the, the power of the Piazza Auto Group They've got that kind of selection Just first of all start here Visit piazzaautogroup.com P-I-A-Z-Z-A autogroup.com Then search their pre-owned inventory Or for the dealer nearest you Make sure you tell them Dylan sent you Thursday morning Beautiful
1: day today it's going to be beautiful for the next couple of days uh, But right now Unfortunately I think we stumped the audience I think Anthony Dorenzo found a tough one For the crowd for I mean, the
3: listeners? The voice? I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, I, I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, I'm not eligible for the $50 gift card. You're not, no. <laughs> so we will uh, run back the movie clip for you right now. And if you can be the first one in yep. with the correct answer at 855-839-1210, you will get the $50 gift card to the Metro Diner if you can identify this clip right here. A few questions about this breakfast cereal. <laughs>
8: uh, yeah. Yeah. Box of tricks. That's right.
10: I've been led to understand that tricks are exclusively for children. Is that correct?
8: Well, I I mean, they say uh, tricks are for kids in the commercials. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
10: And is that enforced by law? (laughs) Uh, Not to my knowledge, no. So if I purchase these tricks, there'll be no trouble? No. No, you you should be fine. You do understand that I myself am not a child? I, I was able to sniff that up, yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring these back to my apartment. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: you'll, you'll be okay. There we go. Okay. First caller, 855 839 1210 is the number. You get the $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. So, interesting story in USA Today. Today is self checkout worth it? The pros and cons for retailers and shoppers alike. Uh, they talk about one lady, her name is Julie. She is a 50-year-old real estate agent that says they glitch too often, and she worries that the technology is making checkout more difficult for the elderly and the visually impaired. And while she's used to dealing with unmanned kiosks during trips to larger chains like Walmart and Albertsons, she's disappointed to see them popping up at the local grocery store in her hometown of Newcastle, Wyoming, a town of just over 3,000 people. She told the USA Today, quote, they just aggravate me. If I'm going to be checking myself out, I want a discount because that means you're not paying an employee to check me out. Uh, Although opinions on self-checkouts are mixed, many retailers are leaning into the technology. Some Kroger supermarkets, which uh, you have down in the south, are operating entirely via self-checkout. Kohl's earlier this year announced plans to add self-checkout kiosks to 250 stores. I'll just say this. I don't think self checkout is remotely convenient, nor do I think it's faster than getting in line and waiting for a human being. Agreed. I swear to God, every time I go to Giant, if I get like four, even if I only need three or four items, much less the normal shopping list, I swear I scan and then um, maybe I put it in the bag too quickly or it's (laughs) not enough weight laying down on it. And then it, it has like the alert sign please remove item from bag or. Click to have um, you know customer service come over, and they always have one person you know standing near like the exit of the self check, just so you don't commit theft and steal anything. And then they got to come over and swipe their badge and do the whole charade. I don't know about you guys, but I I can't stand it anymore. And my local giant in Bluebell, I would argue there's a, a little section that has six of the self checkouts. And then they've converted what used to be like aisles, ten or uh, yeah, aisle ten, 9, 8, and 7 of the checkout. They've converted those into self-checkout. So they only have about six or seven actual spots where a human could be running the register. And even like, on- and I get it, like Tuesday, Wednesday, it's not a big grocery shopping day at 11 in the morning. Um, but I go in there and there's only one person actually using The, you know, normal old school way with a a person working there. And even on a Saturday, occasionally I'll do my grocery shopping on a weekend like an idiot because that's when everybody goes. And there's only two people running these. I I don't know about you guys. I don't find them convenient at all. And here's the other thing, too. I will never use self-checkout when it's the full grocery list. When I've got thirty-five items yeah. in my, I think it, it would take me all day. I agree with you. I, I don't understand. There's no convenience to them.
3: If I'm just running in for three or four things, then yeah, self checkout is the way to go. But yes. if I have more than that, um, then I'm I'm always going to uh, human. Yes, because they are uh, qu- usually quicker. The- Two things. Yeah.
2: First of all, I like I have it. I have it down. I can have a cart full of stuff. The key is. You don't even take it out of the cart. You get the little hand thing, the little laser thing, and you just point to everything in your cart. Yeah. And that way, you're not ta- It's it. It is so efficient. And then I have my big, like IKEA, those big blue IKEA bags in the back of uh-huh. my minivan. Right. So I never take the stuff out of the cart. I just, <laughs> with the, right? And boom, I'm done in the self checkout, go out to the car, mm-hmm. and then I load it into the back of the car okay so you never have to bag it it's like so convenient but the other thing is have you been to an one of the new amazon places no you go in and some people do the palm read i don't do that thing but you use your credit card or or your phone whatever okay you go in they do it by weight so you put everything in your cart and then you just leave really You never check out it's weird don't they, like, scan your head or something like that? No, like, they... Like... No, they... Can, scan your head. They... You can... Eat, some of them you can put a credit card in, or you, you can scan your phone, or some people have it, so because they've already, like, at the Citizens Bank Park, where mm-hmm. I guess they've done... I don't know if they do facial recognition right, or your right, palm, right. but... So it, you choose the technology, mm-hmm. but once you get in through that gate with your payment method, yeah. then you load up your cart, there are cameras everywhere, Everything in your cart, you just walk out with it. You never say bye-bye, never see a human.
3: QJ brings up a really good point that I always struggle with on on the YouTube chat. He says, only place I try to use self-checkout is Walmart because I buy Gatorade and other bulk-heavy items. The tables they have for after checkout items is not is never big enough i agree with that they have those you know Mm -hmm. it's basically like those like little counters that come out that are like this big yeah and they can never hold everything you want them to hold so
1: is he just basically getting grug um grabbing the scan gun and shooting it himself in his thing so he doesn't have to pick it back up Well, i
3: don't know where you guys are going but i don't have that option of scan gun i wish i had it are you sure so no, does that. I, I go to Wise uh, there in Huntington Valley. And uh-huh. that's a that's, Really? Yeah, th- there's no... See, I don't think this has ever been about convenience,
1: though. This is, I think, a cost-cutting measure for the grocery store. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, of right. course it is, of it, course it is. It,
1: it's easier to do that than pay somebody the, whatever they're yeah. paying
3: them. The problem is, too, is that they've... It used to be, like, two or three, and then, like, six or seven cashiers. Yes. Right. Now it's, like, ten and two cashiers. Right. Uh, so it... it it does make – and everybody goes to the cashier, so those lines are always longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, my son and I ran into Target yesterday just for something, and, like, the self-checkout line, there's one cashier there. Mm-hmm. I know. Now, granted, it was 5 o'clock in, at night, you know, or in the evening. Yeah. But, like, there was one cashier there, and the line for the self-checkout was around the building. They're,
1: they are basically telling you, we do not want to pay people, to, so you're going to have to get used to it. You see how they started. There was like four or five of them and now they've converted the normal checkouts into self-checkout. You're going to get to a point where they're not going to have, you know, I don't even know that they'll have especially a giant. Who uh, We're going to get to a point maybe where they don't have people like, you know, putting out the produce anymore. Yeah. They're going to have robots do it. Mm-hmm. They, they already yeah. have Marty walking around scanning things already with the little it's digitizer. Like a stalker. Yeah, he's, he's creepy. Yeah, he's yeah. very creepy. I don't like Marty. Yeah, Marty's very yeah. creepy. I've never met a Marty that I
3: wasn't suspicious about. <laughs> Big Stinky Cheese 67 right uh, I've never stole so much stuff in my life. It doesn't matter if it scans or not it's still going in the bag <laughs> Well that's that's the other thing how do you prevent well, like I know, there's cameras there, but like, how do you prevent theft? Well, you yeah. know,
1: it's like you have that one person standing over there, and you're just they're just there. That's got to be the worst shift imaginable at that store. You're like you're standing a giant, you're right in the self checkout aisle, or in the little little box where they have six different monitors, and you just sit there and wait for somebody's, um, you know, scanner not to work, and then you walk over. Um, yeah, sir, uh, you're gonna pull your pull your guacamole back out. It didn't register. <laughs> Here, let me swipe my badge across. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if our little girl on TikTok had to do that from nine to
3: five. Oh my God, her she would. Can you imagine the TikTok videos? She blow would come her, she blow her head off. Yeah, I'm. Look, if I'm in there for three or four items, I'm cool with a self checkout. But but going in there with a like a cart full of stuff,
1: I don't is mind really the self checkout at like Wawa. Like, I'll go in there if I'm, if I'm grabbing two Gatorades for golf and like a, a, a thing of mm-hmm. beef jerky or something. Yeah. It's convenient because every time I go in the Wawa, because they're so, so good and so busy, the line's like eight deep anyway to get to the cashier person.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ken John writes, uh, Home Depot has scan guns. I agree. I, I've never had a bad experience. Now, again, I'm not going into Home Depot getting a cart worth of stuff. But they do have their scan guns, and their self-checkout is way easier than grocery stores, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I'm telling you, you got to go where there's the little scan gun. You're going to love it. Mm -hmm. And Acme, if you go on game day on Sunday, you wear your whatever Eagles gear, you get 5% off the total. Eagles! Yeah. So every game day, that's what I'm doing. There you go. At Acme,
3: really? Acme. 5% off.
2: 5% 5 off. off on game day. Look at you. Nick, is there... Is there's there no, Acme there's no Acme you, around me.
3: Are you? No.
1: I'm, I'm just loyal to Giant. I've been a Giant guy my whole life. I'm yeah. a Giant person.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't do the high-end grocery stores. Whole Acme and...
2: has local stuff. You know what I said? I, I would did... do Acme
1: if it was near me. There's yeah. not one around.
2: probably. What... I did it back in the day, Tammy Reed, when Coach Reed was here, and we did a piece on... I guess I was at Fox, and I went grocery shopping with her, and Acme was a sponsor. Did you? You went grocery shopping with Andy Reed's wife? With Tammy. Yeah. Really, she's a riot. What was she's that? Great. What, was, what did that
1: cost to check out? <laughs> Andy, Andy's not eating lettuce.
2: <laughs> he talked about. Well, she talked about. Fr- he fries the Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, of it was course great. It does. But ever of course since that, look at the
3: size of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> But ever since that, that's that. Would, that got me hooked, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm an Acme girl."
1: All right, uh, we finally have our winner for the morning. mystery oh my God. Movie <laughs> Clip. Let's go to Ron. That we did this. Yes, Ron and Ridley Park. We gave out the audio uh, last Tuesday, <laughs> and uh, he's got the answer. Go ahead, Ron. What movie? Was that? That's
8: Ted two. There we go.
1: That is correct, sir. And you have a fifty dollars gift card to the Metro Diner. So thank you so much for playing and bailing us out. <laughs>
8: hey, no problem, no right, problem. You got
1: it. There's Ron in Ridley Park, and uh, he'll go get some uh, good food at the Metro Diner. All right, nine thirty eight. Let's get to what's on the cut sheet, Park Dude. What's
4: on?
3: The Cut Sheet! Like, What's on the Cut Sheet Part new, sponsored by United Tire. We love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. The owners make customer satisfaction their priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust United Tire. Thank you, United Tire, for sponsoring What's on the Cut Sheet Part new. Uh This is great. <laughs> so we were talking about all this uh, anti-Israel... Pro protesting and pro Palestinian protesting that's going on in schools. This is a protest that's happening with with a woman who is she's demanding that everyone boycott Nike. Okay, which you know, okay, for doing business in Israel. The funny thing about this is, well, I mean that's that's pouring. Yeah. But what's what's funny about this is she's boycotting it, wearing uh, Nike Air Force uh, ones. <laughs> So you have to go go over to YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHD if you want to see this video where she's boycotting Nike while wearing um, uh, Nike Air Force. Uh-huh.
7: We calling you to boycott.
3: Oh, Some she a mega son.
6: McDonald's, Disney, Nestle, Coca-Cola, Pizza Hut, Burger King, Pepsi, Domino's, Papa John's, Nike, Just boycott everything. and Airbnb. Subway, Walmart, and Asani, and the list goes on. This demonstration should make our demands clear.
1: Yeah, you're you're clearly a hypocrite <laughs> as you wear your hundred and twenty five dollar Air Force Ones.
3: It's unbelievable. Oh. Boycott this, except oh, except I'm not because they they yep. they're they're a slick shoe. Yeah, By the way, I have Air, Nike Air Force Ones, and they are a damn good shoe. You have them? I
1: do. You do. Uh, When I worked at Foot Locker for three years in college, we we never, my store in the Palmer Park Mall, we never were on the list to get Air Force Ones. We would always have people coming in, hey, you have any um, fresh white Air Force Ones, the low-cut ones? Like, nah, man, we don't have them. We don't get them here. Got to go up to the Lehigh Valley Mall if you want them. People would be so mad. (laughs) They would be in their feelings.
2: Uh, It's about the height of hypocrisy, though. It's so funny. I know, I know. it's so triggered. uh, You
1: know, I, I like... I prefer Adidas, but I, you know, and I, you know, Nike's a little too far, you know, into politics, but they're all like, okay, I'm going to boycott Nike. Well, I'm going to wear Adidas or I'm going to wear Under Armour or I'm going to, like, Look! Look at the tag. Look where they're made. You know, find what they're about. They're all guilty of the same thing. You're not gonna like. I. I don't. There's very few brands out there that you can pivot away from. I know there's a few out there that are kind of cashing in now on you know the demand from, from conservatives. But like, if you try to live your life boycotting every single product, it's a tough task. It is. It, you just can't escape it. It really is. You got to pick and choose selectively.
3: Uh, you mentioned this cut earlier. Uh, we finally have it. <laughs> Oh, for four, my big take? Four, four hours <laughs> later.
2: Uh,
3: speaker. Do we call him Speaker-elect, or yeah, is he mi- Speaker? I just call him Mr. Johnson.
2: <clears throat> big Johnson? Big
1: Johnson. Notch Johnson.
2: Uh, no, I think that he's now officially the Speaker. Yeah, speaker. Yeah. Okay, right?
3: Mr. Speaker. Uh, he calls for ending the humani- the humanitarian and national security crisis at the border. To Road Warrior's point earlier, yes. right? you yes. guys were. We're talking about this, uh, about sealing off the border. Uh, he didn't like that that wasn't part of the package for supporting Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut
5: 17 here. here we, go. We, we have a catastrophe at our southern border. The Senate and the White House can no longer ignore the problem. From Texas to New York, wave after wave of illegal migrants are stressing our communities to their breaking points. We, we know that our streets are being flooded with fentanyl, and all of our communities' children and even adults are dying from it. The status quo is unacceptable, inaction is unacceptable, and we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it.
1: So Alejandro Mayorkas, in three years, refused to use the word crisis. In three minutes, Mr. Johnson <laughs> used the word catastrophe, uh, and he is exactly spot on. I actually just read a story yesterday that it's so bad in New York City now, they're thinking about, and Eric Adams is going to put tents up in Central Park.
2: Oh, that's going to go over really
1: oh, well. Oh, I know. And if you've ever walked through Central Park, I mean, what? wait, wait till you see the reaction of those people. When this shows up on their lawn, yep, uh huh.
2: Because in, this connects to something the, we talked about earlier that you said, talking about the big donors—whether it's a university, whether it's a pack, whether it's you know the power of the most powerful people—and who donates. Well, a lot of those donors. And the wealthiest people in the country yep. live right there. Yep, And they want to walk their little frou-frou doggie <laughs> yeah. right there.
1: Yep. Wait until Keith Olbermann looks out of his high rise and Whoa. sees tents in
2: Central Park. <laughs> oh, man. If this issue, the, the beauty of this, this issue is going to, I think it's going to turn New York, unless they can deal with it, it's going to turn New York to vote for Republicans.
1: This is This is one issue that the Democrats can no longer run from. Because
2: you have mayors
1: in big cities and governors of prestigious states, maybe, you know, that typically vote blue or could be a battleground state that, I mean, that when the governors and mayors are like begging and pleading with the administration to please do something about it, you know, it's, you can no longer turn a blind eye to it. It's
3: true. It's a very good point. Uh, Yesterday, there was a a Senate Senate hearing on Biden's uh, State Department and DHS about how many um, illegal... Immigrants have entered the country. Yep. Uh, Senator uh, uh, Kennedy was was asking this of the of the Biden administration. And would you be would you guys be shocked to know that they had absolutely they have absolutely no idea of how course. many how many um, illegal immigrants are coming into this country? Mm. 11, 11 here.
11: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Morant, I love this. Um, <laughs> since President Biden's been president. Uh, How many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally or on the basis of a claim of asylum?
8: Thank you, Senator. Um,
11: HSI as an investigative agency is... uh, Do you know the number? No, (laughs) Senator. You're a senior member of Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Does anybody know the number? None of you know the number. (laughs) Try 8 million. Yep, 8 million is... Real. Now, of that 8 million, how many were children, Mr. Morant? I don't have that number. You same. don't know. Does anybody know? None of you know. Isn't that special? <laughs> Isn't that special? <laughs> Let's assume half. Okay. 8 million is four Nebraskas. <laughs> I'll <Right>? four Nebraskas. <laughs> Four new states. Must mm. assume. I don't think it's as high. Half of them are children. How many of the? How many of those eight million people are still here? Do any of you know?
1: Uh, I don't know, sir.
11: <laughs> can answer okay. <laughs> um, how many? How many of those eight million are claiming asylum? You don't know oh, how many of them it's, claim asylum and don't show up for their hearing.
3: It's like me and a quiz that I didn't yep. ever study for.
1: Yep.
11: How many of them claim asylum, <laughs> don't show up for the hearing and president Biden has deported them. <laughs> He's got nothing. You don't know. Oh my
1: Lord. Well, since
11: how, how many oh, of my. them have claimed asylum shown up for their asylum hearing and and been denied asylum.
3: Come prepared for and us, been yes.
11: deported. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You don't know. There we go. All right. Well, since Mr. Morant is of no use to us, (laughs) I actually have the numbers here. Oh. It was 8,062,646. Now, to put that into the right context and perspective here, um, I have the population of every state in front of me. California, and this is 2023 population, California has 38,915,693 people living in their state. That's number one. Uh, at number two, eight million less is Texas at thirty million five hundred thousand. Followed by Florida, New York, Pennsylvania is fifth at twelve point nine million. But there are eight million sixty two thousand six hundred forty six illegal migrants in this country since Joe Biden took office. If you added them all up together, they would be the thirteenth most populated state in the country. <laughs> if we gave them an entire state. They would have more people than Washington, Arizona, Tennessee, Massachusetts, Indiana, Missouri, on down the list. Wow. About
3: that. Wow, Nick. That really took you a long time to find that. Yes. <laughs> Mr.
1: Morant knew he was going before Mr. Kennedy for probably two weeks. And he didn't read the book.
3: Look, I, I you know, I am very guilty of uh, going into classes not prepared for things, <laughs> and the teacher asking me questions and me staring dumbly at them, like I, I have no idea. Let's not even prepare. Yeah. Let's not even pretend like I know. But if it was my job,
2: <laughs> yeah, no. to know,
3: to know. You know what I mean? Like if David Yadgroff, the market manager here at Odyssey, told me, hey, uh, you know, how how have our ratings been since uh, October of last year? Uh, How have they gone up? Uh, What day parts are doing the best? Uh, What's our revenue like? You damn well bet I'll have the the answers for you. That's correct. Mr. Morant
1: there was like one of those students sitting in a class that's just – praying that the teacher doesn't call
3: on him. <laughs> Ken John writes, this guy is hoping the fire alarm goes off. Yeah,
2: where's Jamal Bowman at when I need him? Yeah, exactly. Uh,
3: but, you
2: know, to your point, though, yeah. you said eight plus million came in. Yep. So just looking at the migration policy or the CBP or any numbers. Yep. So in 2019, they estimated that the unauthorized population or the illegal folks, the presence mm-hmm. yep. was more than 11 million. So you're looking at upwards of nearly twenty million. Then, when you add up yeah. the numbers, that's correct. That is correct.
3: Uh, Kamala Harris spoke yesterday. She wants to lecture Israel, yeah. saying uh, that we stand for the importance of understanding that we must prioritize hum- humanitarian values. Right. You right. always. You know, it's just it's so interesting to me that once Israel is on the attack and the offense, now it's a, now it's humanitarian issues. Yes. When they were being slaughtered by Hamas, nobody was speaking about humanitarian issues. Kamala Harris, cut eight, go.
7: That we stand for the importance of understanding that we must prioritize humanitarian values.
1: passage of time.
7: That the rules of war require that there be no intentional attack of civilians. Yeah. That humanitarian aid be administered. That we do all that we can to ensure that there will not be an escalation, in particular, by Iran's proxies in that region of the world, and that we hold on to the responsibility that I think we uniquely have to represent the values that are about stability in the interest of peace, and we have not abandoned and we still are profoundly committed to a two-state solution. You know,
1: <clears throat> I'm sorry. You know, you could put her in charge of the border. You can put her in charge of artificial intelligence, uh, environmental justice, any of these categories that she's ever been linked to, and they all should put fear into you. You should be afraid of her being in charge of really watching after your pet bird. Um, <laughs> but there's nothing that scares me more knowing that if Joe Biden and, and Joe's no bargain to begin with, but if Joe Biden doesn't wake up tomorrow, she's in charge, and we're on the verge of a war. Like that should terrify every American.
3: Well, let me ask you guys both this question: With Joe Biden in charge, would you rather have Joe Biden or Kamala Harris in charge of what's happening right now in the Middle East? I'm just—I <laughs> have to choose. I'm one, throwing. One, I, I mean, I'm, I'm taking, th- just taking Joe by default. I'm throwing it out there. It's like
1: the lesser of two incompetents. <laughs> I mean, you know, Joe. Josie. Joe can't put a sentence together because he's 81 and he's losing it mentally. Kamala yeah. is still uh, very healthy. And I, every time she speaks, I'm trying to figure out what the hell she's saying.
3: Uh, real fast here. We have time to get these in. Joe, uh, Joe Biden held a press conference uh, yesterday. And in typical Joe Biden fashion, he, he, he got a bunch of facts wrong and <laughs> said a bunch of things he shouldn't have said. Uh, we start with cut four here, Daniel.
10: I want to thank Israeli, uh, the Israelis and the Palestinian, uh, excuse me, and President Sisi of Egypt. <laughs>
3: Uh, he just doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, uh, the Israelis, Palestinians. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not the Palestinians. Sorry. Right. right.
1: But all we right. got to hear about when Trump botched up Turkey and Hungary. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, okay. He also would uh, would like us to know that Hamas does not represent the ma- the vast majority of the Palestinian people. These these guys. Everybody steps all over themselves. Yeah. To and we did the same thing. We did the same thing after nine eleven. too. we all have to step over ourselves. Like, well, it's not the it's not the majority of these people. Right. Let's not. Let's not jump to conclusions. Why are we here. always coddling the bad it guys? It does seem like we do that, does it yeah. Doesn't it cut five? We also have to remember that Hamas
10: does not represent let me say it again, Hamas does not represent the vast majority of the Palestinian people on the Gaza Strip or anywhere else.
3: Okay, thank you. Well thank
1: you very much for clarifying that, Joe.
3: Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday. I broke last night. But it appears that uh, the Israelis are delaying the ground invasion uh, um, uh, until Gaza, in Gaza, until the safe release of the hostages is what they're, is what they're claiming. Uh, Joe Biden said he had nothing to do with that. Cut six.
1: With uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, who obviously you've known uh, for decades, and you had a very emotional trip there last week to Israel. Have you sought assurances from him that he will hold off on a ground invasion into Gaza until the safe relief release of the hostages can be assured? And, of course, those include uh, 10 unaccounted for Americans.
10: No. What I have indicated to him is that if that's possible to get these folks out safely, that's what he should do. It's third decision. But I did not demand it. I pointed out to him, if it's real... It should be done.
3: Thank you.
1: <laughs> if it's real, but it should be
3: done. I uh, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm going go to go take a nap now. One one more, then we'll get to what's coming up on the Dawn Show. Um, he starts rambling about a proposal he had to build a, a railroad all the way through the Middle East.
1: <laughs> he loves building railroads. He's like
10: a little toy train conductor. Seven. <laughs> we want to, for example, at the, G, at the G20, we were able to, act on a proposal i had to bring to build a railroad all the way from riyadh all the way through the middle east saudi arabia israel up through greece and then across the uh, not the railroad but
1: pipeline across the the, the mediterranean up into europe right and then it'll loop back to new york city right and joe wants to just build railroads everywhere he wants to build train tracks across the indian across the pacific Guy, the guy can't even finish the wall, and he's trying to hes trying to build. Rest. That's unbelievable. He's such a clown. And then he doesn't even know what he... I'm telling you, and then he confuses me, and I don't even I know. know what he's getting at. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, uh, that'll do it for Cut Sheet Part 2, the Dawn Show five minutes out, and we find out what she has lined up at 10 o'clock this morning.
2: Yeah, we have a lot developing right now. Obviously, watching for that urgent manhunt and lockdowns, and a lot of people in fear in Maine with... Uh, so-called madman on the run, dozens injured and many killed in that one. So we'll update you on that as well. uh, A live debate between the, well, one of the two people debating right now uh, will be the next mayor of Philadelphia. What does that mean for Philadelphia? And a sign, I'll say, gone with the wind, a huge landmark in South Jersey, Quite controversial, but does it mean Democrats are going down in New Jersey? I'll break that down as well with yesterday's implosion. 10.05, retired Sergeant Mark Fusetti will join us. Ah. Yes, and we'll expand on We'll talk about not just crime, but thinking about officers' morale. Yeah. We just had, um, I mean, this week we had the the funeral of one officer, and within less than 24 hours, the first-degree murder charges reinstated of another officer. Also ask him about Rob Thompson. He's <laughs> he really wants him fired.
1: Yeah, he can't stop tweeting about it. <laughs> Sergeant Mark
3: Fu coming up in nine minutes. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cr- we got crime in baseball,
2: <laughs> and coming our own and Pastor Bill Devlin uh, has just returned from Israel. Can give us the perspective of many people of faith, and he's a, a Christian man, pastor. He's been there many times, as well as a Purple Heart awardee and military veteran, what he saw, what he experienced. He'll give us his insights coming up in the 11 a.m. hour.
1: All right. The Dawn Show in just a couple of minutes as we wrap it up with who won Twitter today.
3: Who won Twitter? Lucy39 wins Twitter, says the 9 to 5 girl uh, should get the Odyssey app and listen to Kalen Company in the morning on her way into work and Rich Dioli on the way home uh, from work. I do that every day on my hour and a half drive and it's enjoyable. Yeah, make your work
1: day fly by. It's true. That's That's what we're we're here for.
3: We should have just said to her, get the Odyssey app, listen to 1210 WPHD all day i'm just paid to get you from point a to point b <laughs>
1: that's all i'm paid to do all right that'll do it for us the dawn show is next and right now dawn Stenzlin with a word for parks casino
2: yeah because october means so much fun action entertainment excitement at pennsylvania's number one casino experience i'm talking about the one and only parks casino hottest entertainment is going to keep you coming back for more thousands of -of state-of-the-art slots table games best sports book on the entire east coast joe conklin's comedy night with of course new york's best comedy club comedians every other thursday night and the best local bands every weekend only at 360 lounge so don't miss what's coming up at the excite center nicole byer from netflix nailed it thursday november 9th then on the 10th chris isaac then november 17th howie mandel that's on a friday And Thursday, November 30th, Aaron Lewis, Friday, December 15th, Michael Carbonaro parks the ultimate destination for so much fun, entertainment, of course, free parking, valet parking, EV charging stations. For all things Parks Casino, just go to parxcasino.com. Yeah, this is how you win. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.